Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is the Miggs Cast, and I am Steve Miggs. Do I sound weird? You did sound <laughs> yeah. absolutely weird. Like I had like, like a fruit snack caused like a weird sound in my voice. Yeah, that was weird. He's Yo, growing man. up, everybody. When it's time to change. <laughs> Remember that episode? A very special. Yes. yes. <laughs> a special edition. That's the Reverend Bobby Fuego. gets pubes. Hi. <laughs> That's Glenn Cannon who's got pubes. <laughs> yeah. That's my tough. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> my I'm love tough. Uh, I'm trying to find love a... Tuft, love tough. The love tough. We'll provide shade for my little man. Yikes. The love tough. Okay, I'm good. Just okay, yeah. I was like, I'm waiting. I'm I like, was so well, working on the next lyric in my head when I realized I should just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, fellas. Missed you guys. Yeah, right? See you. It, it, you know? See you, my man. Um, uh, so I heard you had some boat issues well, coming in here. Yeah, no, no, that's Rev and I were talking about that um, when I first got here late, but. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the second week in a row that I've been really jammed up by, you know, I live down in Burien and the first Ave drawbridge right. was open and um, this created a massive backup. So like this morning, I even sent you guys a photo. Yeah. Like 509 was a parking lot. And um, and that was the thing. I was, I, I've never understood the thinking because I don't think the 520 is no longer a drawbridge. Am I correct? Or is it no, still it's, a drawbridge? It's a, I think it's a full-on floating bridge now. But it used to be a drawbridge. If they I, used to open up 520 to let boats through. Am why? I high? Or? You know, I honestly, yeah. I think you're right. And for all I know, it still is. And I just don't. I'm pretty sure. I stay away from those toll bridges, bro. Oh, dude. Right? right? Yeah, actually. I-90 is um, my kind of bridge. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll get into some toll stuff, too. I just paid 367 bucks in tolls. Is that from um, Uber stuff? That is from Uber. That's one of those things where the when you read all your paperwork, it says Uber, anytime you're on a ride, will pay the toll. And I'm like, oh, sweet. So that's that's literally what it says. Uber will pay the toll. Uh-huh. The, the toll is paid for you. Fan- it's covered by Uber. Fantastic. But in other words, it's covered by Glenn. I never really thought more about it. I just read that and went, cool. Like, you know, how, how would they go about that? I didn't think that there's a sticker in the window. Maybe that's how they know. Who knows what they have worked out. Right. Well, the way it works is... When you go across a toll bridge, they credit you the amount of the toll. So, I, you know, I just I didn't look at those credits. I just went, oh, I made X amount today. I made 187 bucks today, or whatever. Oh, so I just no. got a bill for like three months worth of tolls. It was like 360 bucks, man. Dude, oh, yeah, and that came right at the same time as the bill for uh, when Tony and I didn't have heat, so we were running those space heaters. So we got a utility bill that was like a pube shy of 500 bucks. Like, yeah, man, I got all, all these atom bomb bills. I mean, we, her and I are going to be fine, but it's just kind of like, ow, ow, ow. Like every time I open an envelope now, I'm like, oh, oh, God. And the, the power bill <laughs> stuff is brutal, too, because uh, it you got it hit about this time, but and you've got... 
you don't have Seattle power. You've got or uh, we're Seattle City Light. Oh, you still are yeah, Seattle we're City in Light, King County. So we're man, Seattle City Light. Man, I am so glad I'm living in Tacoma for that reason because I don't know if they just didn't care, but it would be like estimations, and it would be like, oh, you owe twenty five dollars this month and a half, and you owe this and this and this, and at the end they're like. Oh no! Here's your actual bill, and suddenly I'm owing three, four hundred dollars. What? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's yeah, a mess. Yeah, it's just dingy right at the end, and this is a normal thing. Mine, yeah. mine. I always get the damn letters that tell me that I'm uh, uh, way above average when it comes to using too much electricity in my home. Like I'll get those. Like compared to your neighbors, you're awful. Like, Thanks. <laughs> what does Lulu do when you're not yeah, home? What are you man? guys using it all for? Lulu likes to turn on the lights. She doesn't like the dark. Yeah, yeah. The Christmas lights. On, I blame the Christmas lights. Yeah. Even in June. I'm like, wait a minute. It might be that giant, uh, you know, the Steve signal that you've got in the backyard. <laughs> it has a lot to you do know? with that. Yeah, yeah, dude. The stripper club setup I have in the, the guest bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. 24 7 DJs. Yeah, it gets a little pricey. Well, I, I, so, anyway, tolls, but. What I was saying about, and I've never understood the logic in this. I've never understood. Now, if it was like some kind of a military or we have to get X amount of fuel from point A to point B, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I think it has something to do with maritime law and just the people in charge. I mean, what what are these people doing? I've never understood it. They will stop 70, 80,000 commuters right. to let four guys on a schooner that are drinking beer through. And, and it blows my mind. Where is the logic? I mean, I really think a law should be passed. Like, look, during peak traffic hours, sorry, guys, you'll have to wait. Oh, you're a trash barge? That's not an emergency. You got 100,000 commuters, you know? You're going to have to wait until 11 a.m., and then you can come through. I'm sorry that you showed up here at 8.15 a.m., but yeah, mm. this was the second week in a row. Oh, ish! <laughs> I don't understand the. I'm not hip enough to understand the reference. Oh, just wait. Yep. We running this. Let's go. Yeah, see, they're probably blasting this and laughing while eighty thousand people are calling their bosses at the same time. Yeah, I'm gonna be late for work. Yeah, I'm gonna be late. Yeah, I'm gonna be late. Yeah, I'm gonna be late. Yeah, I'm gonna. I just don't think that, that, you know, in a city, drawbridges should be allowed to be opened during peak hours. And it's, it's interesting it's because... It's a trash argument. barge or something like that. I was looking online to see if maybe this was a thing, and for the Washington... <laughs> on the Washington God. State Department of Transportation ones, there are, like, you can't... They don't... They're restricted between 6.30 a.m. and 9 a.m. Now, looking on the... Snack, 9 a.m.? Yes. Man, rush hour doesn't end until about 10.30. Well, I'm sorry. I'm still... I, I, <laughs> those guys need to get in a car and drive a bit before they make these rulings. I'll be honest. I don't know when rush hour ends anymore. I don't even know when rush hour starts anymore. It seems like it starts at 4 in the morning and doesn't stop until 7 p.m. Well, that's because you come into work every day at oh, dark 30. Yeah, you but whenever I, mean? I leave work, when I, whenever I decide to sleep in and come yeah. in at around 4, I'm in traffic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Dude, ridiculous. Yeah. As someone that kind of drives all the time now, honestly, 405 begins to get ugly just a hair after 6 a.m. Yes. Um, it's ridiculous. But uh, yep. really, in my opinion, it starts around 6.30 and yeah. it peters off maybe around 10 a.m. Yeah. No, no. And no. then in the afternoon from about 3 to, I'm going to say about 6, 6.30. Mm-hmm. So I'd say between um, 10 and 3, you could... I'll take a look at 
You could be on a boat. You're going to wait, yo. Going to have to wait, yo. Yeah. Crack uh, a beer. Make a sandwich. It's cool. Got to get these people to work, yo. Uh. Yeah. On the Seattle government one, uh, 7 to 9 a.m. and 4 to 6 p.m. Except for federal holidays. Those are the only times that you cannot. So they do just all your driving then. No, just do all your driving then, man. Here's the problem. I just, okay, love, the, I just love the look. Glenn the defeated just look. Me. The defeated yeah, like. like no, Glenn looks at me like, how am I supposed to even? Inter- Steve, how am I supposed to interact with this? No, I'm looking at you like Steve. Fix this. Rab, what's wrong with you? We're on a boat. I'm on a boat. I love. I love the moving lyrical content of that particular hit single. Like, yeah, it's a lonely island. Who's that little chick that everyone's wigging out because she's got a baby bump and like Cardi her, B. Yeah, Cardi B. And all her songs are like, I'm gonna get your money. I took your money. My hands in your house, ripping off your money. And then her latest single is called Money Bags. It's like, how can you support someone who is straight up saying, look, I'm doing this to take money out of your pocket because you're too stupid she's, to realize. She's pretty straightforward. That I'm just, yeah, she's like, I'm going to get your money. This is my new song. I want that money. This is my newest, newest song. I reached in your wallet and took your money. I just can't. I like money. You know, if Led Zeppelin, if, if every one of their songs is like, I just want your money, I'm going to take your money, I don't care about anything but your money, I'd have been like, dude, F this band. I don't right. want to listen to this crap. Yeah, I just Bro. sing about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're all over the place, but we that's are. just the Migs cast. Did you hear the latest? With, I'm um, off my meds. <laughs> you and me both, it feels. Did you hear the latest about Robert Plant and he actually did talk about the uh, Greta Von Fleet band? Did, did he say? I thought he, I thought he said positive things. Oh, I would say quite the opposite. Oh, so, sweet! Right. Fired up, man! Yeah. Right. So, so for those that don't know Greta Van Fleet, it's basically uh, it's it's Led Zeppelin Jr. Uh, here's a taste yeah. of one of their songs called Safari, just so you guys can get an idea of what they're all about. And they're like 17 or 18 years old. I mean, the guy sings high, and they have that rock and roll tone. I get the Led Zeppelin flavor, yeah. But really, I hear more of um, Georgia Satellites meets kind of a I don't know what. See, actually, I, this even reminds me of Wolf Mother. Like a woman, she's oh, just yeah. a woman. Oh yeah, I hear that. Too, Sweet yeah. taste of life. But there's a there's a certain production and the drumming right. for me. They're I, shooting I, for it, a Zeppelin it, thing. It totally is. So uh, what's his face? Robert Plant was recently just talked about. Yeah, I'm only irritated by the fans saying, "Do the new Led Zeppelin." That just makes me want to take a bat to someone's head because yeah. I'm doing the world a favor. Like, dude, they're not the I new Led Zeppelin. This is a young group of guys trying to play some rock and roll music. Yeah, and, and that's fine. Right. Say right. that all you want, man. That's totally fine. Well, somebody asked Robert Plant about what's up with uh, Greta Von Fleet, and this is what he had to say. It's pretty good. They are Led Zeppelin one. Yeah. It's like the kid looks like he's just dropped out of a kind of a beautiful little singer. Yes. Very small. I've seen them. Yeah. They're really, really young. Yeah. I've seen him. And I hate him. He's uh, <laughs> he has got such a huge voice that young yeah, fellow. Yeah. And he borrowed it from somebody I know very well. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what are you going to do? Okay. It's have okay. you? Been, have, do you know? Has he? Has he tried to meet you? Have you? Has he been? Have been re- no, no. I mean, at least he's got a bit of style because he said he based his whole style on Aerosmith. Aerosmith. I don't see Aerosmith. I'm not at hearing all. a lot well, of Steven Tyler in that. He said style, no. so maybe oh, the look. The look. Yeah, maybe he's wearing the granny hankies and uh, he, he might have been being funny, around. you know, because yeah. he was they like, he said, about. "Oh, they're great." Yeah, it's Led Zeppelin one. Then he's like, "Oh, I hate him." You know what I mean? Because he's this young little kid who has pipes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, 
It's all tongue in cheek. Yeah, and I don't hate Greta Von, Von Fleet. Oh, you I hate them. Actually, I don't hate anything. I just <laughs> when when I heard people say, "Oh my God, I thought it was Led Zeppelin." That actually bothers me as right. as such a diehard fan of Led Zeppelin. It's like, man, you wouldn't even know the difference. Yeah, it's like it, uh, that's when I'm talking to people. They're like, "Oh, I love Led Zeppelin." I'm like, "Oh, really, man? How about Achilles' Last Stand?" They're like, "Who's that?" Mm-hmm. And it makes me sick to my stomach. You know, I'm like, Achilles' Last Stand is one of my favorite Zeppelin songs. And you just said they were a big fan. You know, it's like talking to Hendrix fans, and oh, I love Jimi Hendrix. You're like, oh god, I know a Machine Gun. They're like, uh-huh. who's that? I love that Bush song. Oh, that's Machine Head. <laughs> yeah, it just makes me want to throw myself. I cannot help you. Oh! Well, it's sort of in the nowadays he you see everybody with the, life. with the fashionable Ramon shirts or the fashionable oh, yeah. whatever. Insert classic rock band here, Sex Pistols, even. Yeah, and then you're like, Name these a kids, song. these kids have no idea. They don't know a single song by that artist. These kids these days. Well, you know, get off my lawn and start listening to them. By the way, Rev's 20-sided die t-shirt rules. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he has no idea what that means. If you guys are like <laughs> me, man, I feel weird wearing a t-shirt. Like, what am I wearing today? Oh, I was at this movie premiere, Renegade Productions. This is a movie called Clutch. It's a great t-shirt. But almost all my t-shirts are local artists or music t-shirts or whatever. Right. It's like, I don't own a Ramones album. So I would feel really weird wearing a Ramones t-shirt. I don't own them. I'm not a trucker, so I would feel really weird wearing a Von Dutch t-shirt. I can't. Right. You know what I mean? I'm kind of weird that way, and and you sh- I guess you shouldn't be. I'm sure I'm taking it way too far. It's no, but a damn I do the shirt. same thing. Like I'm, I don't, I don't own a single Ramon shirt. I own a KSW rock version yeah, of the Ramon yeah, shirt, absolutely. but that's because I work at KSW. Yeah, I don't sure. have. I've never owned a Ramon shirt because they've never been a band that I've been a big fan of. Yeah, I, I just so, even though the logo's dope. I don't want to wear it. I mean, and I love the Ramones, but as I don't own a single, oh, let's see, that's a that's almost a contradiction. It's like an oxymoron. I love the Ramones. When I hear stuff come on the radio, I'm like, oh, nice, mm-hmm. what a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I've I don't own any of their albums, so I would just feel weird. Like a lot of cats rock Johnny Cash T-shirts. I'm not a Johnny Cash fan, you right. know, and, and I think some of those people, but I'm talking about t-shirts that are trendy. Like you're talking about kids wearing Led Zeppelin t-shirts and Motley Crue t-shirts that have never even heard the band. Right. You know what I mean? That's, I guess that's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Like, those Von D- Dutch t-shirts were hella in style for a while. The only ones that I would I'm do. I'm glad they're not anymore. <laughs> the only well, ones that I would do would just be literally because uh, I got it for free. Like if someone gives me a free shirt, I'm not gonna wear. Yeah, like I, I wear. I'm not putting money into just because. Oh, that looks like a nice style, and uh, that band's cool. You know, and it's funny though. Right, like, right. You know, you. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but I do like wrestling, and I have a lot of wrestling T-shirts. And it comes up with a huge. I, I would have drawn that correlation with really? you, Steve. Yeah, really. really. So I recently <laughs> bought an inside. I'm in this weird dilemma. Like I love this faction that's based in New Japan Pro Wrestling called the Los Ingobernables de Japón. He I've loves them that. so much he can barely say it. I know. You see the enthusiasm, <laughs> but I love the guys like. Naito and the crew that are a part of that faction, I dig. So I was like, I want that shirt. It's a cool shirt. So I ordered it at ProWrestlingTees.com but I did not buy the one from the Japan faction. I bought the original, I know this is so nerdy, the original <laughs> Los Ingobernables Mexican faction t-shirt. So cool. it's the same logo. It's actually kind of cool. It's the same logo, but it doesn't have the De Hapon on there for oh, the Japan gee. version. So now I'm like, God dang it. If I wear this, and I still do, but if someone calls me out on I'm like, I'm not really a fan of the Mexican faction, but well, I'm a fan of the Japanese faction no, that has the name. Dude, at worst, you could say, man, here's the craziest story. I ordered and the wrong shirt. The, you tell the story, yeah. man. Yeah, it's the, like I wear, I've got a ton of Ampeg t-shirts. But amp, I'm a poser, man. T-shirt. Yeah, totally poser. There were free Ampeg t-shirts. People <laughs> were like, oh, you play Ampeg? And I'm like, nah, man, I used to work in a music store. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, I think 
it doesn't matter. I think I personally am taking it a little too far by it's like, man, I don't want to wear a t-shirt. It's your pet peeve. For it's not no, it's not even a pet peeve because lots mm. of people. Will, is it a pet peeve? It sounds like a pet peeve. You're getting kind of uh, salty about it. Oh God, I'm salty it, about everything. I'm salty it's about everything. It's just fault. It's the bridge, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm How about, do you guys agree though? The first time you ever stuck in traffic because a bridge went up, it was the coolest thing ever, and then ever since then, it sucks. Yeah. Like the first time, it's awesome. You're like, whoa. A bridge is up. I remember being stuck at the Fremont Bridge or the Ballard Bridge. I'm like, this is so cool. Like, wow, I've always read about these kind of moments, and it's never happened to me. And then as soon as it finished, I'm like, I hope I never have to go do that again. If it does something different, I think it's cool for that one more time. Because oh, if someone tries to drive it and jump it. That'd be <laughs> well, yeah, awesome. that'd be sweet. But the, <laughs> that uh, only works in the they, movies, man. <laughs> no. I believe it could happen like once. I'm sure someone could Dukes do it. Dukes of Flat Hazards based off of real life events. It's real to me, damn it. Yeah, they trashed about 20 or 30 of those, those uh, cars, Yes, man. they did. But there's, uh, what's there, that, a 68 Charger, I think? Yeah, it's a Charger, I think. So. Yeah, I think it's a 68 Charger. There's anyway, a, there's a 69 Sorry, different taillights. Go ahead. There is, you weirdo. There's a, dra- uh, uh, a drawbridge on the Theophos uh, waterway in Tacoma that instead of going uh, angles up like normally do, they just literally like elevators up and lifts up like a chunk of it and just goes like that little chunk just goes straight up so you can let the boats through and then it goes back down. First time I saw that, I was like, oh, that's sweet. And then I didn't want to get caught behind yeah. it ever no. again. But no, I thought what, it was kind of Everyone in Seattle, they've got that one that looks like a big capital T. You know. Yeah. And yeah, it, does, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, goes yeah. up and turns sideways. That's cool. And the first time I saw that, I was like, neat. Every time after that, I was like, inconvenient. Yep, yep, exactly. exactly. The only time it was ever cool was one time I got stuck right by the blinking sign that says draw bridge. So I quickly grabbed and I had, I was in a work vehicle, I had a pen and a, a notepad and I sketched out a suspension bridge. And I held it up, and then I snapped a photo of me holding oh my, my drawing of the suspension bridge by the drawbridge okay, sign. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, and then I posted it on the interweb, and it said, challenge accepted. <laughs> that like, actually is pretty awesome. That made me say That's it. funny. And I haven't been able to recreate getting stuck at that spot ever since, because I've always wanted to try and do it again. You got your one chance, man. Yeah, I got, my, I got my drawbridge, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, kids would say that's clever AF. <laughs> clever AF. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm an ASS. <laughs> so, uh, over the weekend, I went to a WrestleMania. Speaking of wrestling, I went That's to New Orleans, Orleans yeah. and I got to experience the full meal deal that is WrestleMania. I don't even know how many hours of wrestling that I watched while there. Because I don't need to go to the, the, the WWE stuff, but I also went to the other wrestling, smaller promotions, little random halls, and this and that. I'm watching wrestling at 9 in the morning at one place. I'm watching wrestling at 3 in the morning like at another wrestling place. Overload. It was at some moments. But the highlight was Jerry the King Lawler showed Dude, up. Dude, I, I was hoping you were going to talk about this, because oh. if not, I was going to bring it up. It was so... Oddly enough, and I'm sure they obviously they planned it, Jerry the King Lawler, if, if anyone remembers, back in the day he had a big rivalry with Andy Kaufman. It was like a... It, it, oh, it, that's that guy. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. suddenly I understand what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Okay, Okay, cool. continue. Great. So Joey Ryan, who's known as the King of Dong Style, he's the guy that wrestles and uses his wiener as a suplex machine. Uh, well, he dressed fully up as Andy Kaufman and yeah. came out... Doing the Andy Kaufman shtick, like, you know, with the, the full, like, long john p- the pajama-looking right, right, right. clothes, telling women he can beat them and all this. Like, note for note, he's crushing it. Like, he's just he's Andy Kaufman. All of a sudden, Jerry Lawler's music kicks in, and Jerry comes out, and it just so happens to be the 35th anniversary of that moment. So it was pretty cool that on the day that it happened 35 years ago, they recreated it for us nerdy wrestling fans. So cool. So, of course, it's a little bit different because then Joey adds his own thing where he's like, touch my D, 
touch my D, Jerry. Come on, touch my D. And then people are chanting, touch his D, touch. It's very weird wrestling. Fans, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Having seen this live once, because he was at Defy. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Like the crowd gets so into this. You're chanting this ridiculous chant and you're like, no, this is perfectly no, this normal. This is great. This is great. <laughs> and, yeah, we're doing this. If the wrestler doesn't listen to you, then you try and reason with him. And then all of a sudden the touch my D chant becomes just the tip, just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I love wrestling. Yeah, right. Well, anyways, Jerry wasn't having any of that. And he shot a fireball out of his little King's crown. He must have some kind of apparatus that could shoot it. No, nope, emails. Nope. Turn that off. Uh, <laughs> He shot a fireball and he hit, <laughs> he hit Joey right in the penis with it. And the place goes nuts, dude. Everyone laughs and yeah. Jerry leaves. And then there's all this, like, everyone's watching Joey Ryan. He gets up, he gets to the mic, he goes, just to let everyone know, my D is fine. And everybody's just like, yeah! So stupid. <laughs> like, awesome. it was hilarious because uh, Steve's down there and gets to witness it. I just see a tweet that is trying to explain that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what the hell? And then I finally was able to find somebody who had video evidence of it happening. And I was like, all right, yeah, I didn't know what it w- what to expect, but there we are. This is pretty much... This is what went down. Yeah. And it was just like, this is so dumb, but oh, also so stupid, uh, but absolutely amazing. But that's the fun of wrestling is when you have like a, you're stuck in a room with about five to a thousand, 500 to a thousand people yeah. and they're all in on the joke and don't care and know that it's stupid, but we're going to embrace it fun. and suspend all real life to pretend that this actually is important. Yeah. And it's, it was just a great time. But one of the highlights of my entire trip was uh, re- re- before I went to WrestleMania, my buddy Joe from the WWE hit me up. He's like, hey man, Becky Lynch. Uh, is asking me to help her because she's trying to get tickets to go see Pearl Jam at Safeco Field. She tried to buy them online. She's a member of the 10 Club, and she just did not have any luck getting the tickets. As Glenn silently Googles Becky Lynch. Oh, you will. Continue. I just just wanted to explain why I was grabbing my phone. I'm like, I I, I want to see this girl. I want you to look at her. I can pull up a picture of her, too. Oh, wow. She came up quick in the search. Oh, God. She's she's one of the biggest stars in WWE right now. Okay, so anyway, anyway... So anyway, so I'm like, hey, man, I'll see what I can do. So it turns out I was going to have a pair of tickets that I purchased. Yes. <laughs> I still love the moment. I'm trying to find a picture of her so you can see like a current picture of oh, her. Though. Mm-hmm. No, she's cool. That's you awesome. Okay. So anyway, perverted, Steve, man. you're on a date with no. Becky Lynch. You guys are so perverted. Here, here's a picture of her and I. <laughs> oh, well played. Oh, she's a tiny little thing, too. Aww. Well, anyways. She that really just loves kill me. Pearl Jam, and so he's like, "Hey, is there any way you can maybe like, I'll, we'll pay for him, but like whatever." I'm like, "Look, what day does she want to go?" And he's like, "Wednesday." I'm like, "Well, it just so happens I can't use my tickets because I'm going to Chicago. I'm still hoping to get back in town to go to the Friday show, but oh yeah, yeah we have our radio right. convention. I'm on one of the panels. I can't use them, and at the time I was I still had them, so I was like, I'll just give them to you guys. He's like, "No, we'll pay." I'm like, "No." This is my thank That's you for... That's awesome, yeah. Because, dude, Dave, I mean, I don't even know how many years now the WWE's been sending me and hooking me up with all this awesome experiences as a wrestling fan. I'm like, it's my, th- it's my way of saying, hey, thank you to you, and if you look like a rock star in her world, awesome. Well, he tells her, she freaks out, and, and then he goes, hey, I brought the tickets with me to give to my buddy Joe. I didn't even... I was like, if I could run into Becky and give them to her and get a video, that'd be great, but no big deal. I'm not gonna... I'm not looking for that. It'd be awesome if it happens. Well, anyways, he reaches out to her and says, hey... I got you your tickets. And she's like, oh, my F and G. You know, this is thank you, thank you, thank you. And he goes, and it just so happens the guy who really did get you the tickets is here in New Orleans. And she's like, I want to meet him. And I was like, oh, 
Absolutely. And I guess like he's like, she doesn't use the term legend freely. Like when she refers to someone as a legend, that's like high praise. And she goes, I want to meet him. He's a legend. Oh, dude. Like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. He so, scored the major points, man. So he sets it up because she was doing fan access where it's a, a convention hall where everything's going on WWE related, including all the superstars are doing autograph signings and pictures with fans. So he's like, she's doing it from eight to 10, swing on by. I get there a little bit before eight, but she already started. Like, she's super fan friendly. Like, she's, I feel really good about hooking her up with the tickets because she's just a good person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we waited until 10 o'clock and then she was done. That's why we were watching wrestling at nine in the morning because there was a wrestling <laughs> thing going on as well. And then as soon as she sees me, like, gives me the warmest embrace, like, thanks me over, I mean, a million times over. I'm like, cool. Would you mind doing a quick little video? I'm thinking we're going to do like a minute long video, like, hey, I'm here with Becky Lynch. Here's the tickets. No, it turns out to be a five minute interview. Just about Pearl Jam. Oh, no So kidding. I have the interview if you guys want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to play it because then I have a reason because after the fact, because we love, you know how much I love the internet um, and Facebook and social media, of course, no good deed goes without criticism. Oh, God, right. So I want you to listen to this interview because. <sighs> that's still a sore spot for me. <laughs> just wait. You're going to love it. Right. So let's check out the interview with Becky Lynch. Again, it's about five minutes long, but. You don't even have to be a wrestling fan. If you're a fan of Pearl Jam, you're going to get a kick out of this interview because it just gives you a great um, vibe of just how awesome of a person she is and how much she truly loves Pearl Jam. So let's see who gets it. Oh, I guess I should turn this on. (laughs) I am backstage hanging out with Becky Lynch from the WWE. How you doing? I'm doing great. Even better now that I found out that I get to go to Pearl Jam and Safeco Arena. I'm so happy. So yeah, so uh, we had your mutual friend in Joe and he hit me up and he said, hey, uh, Becky Lynch is a huge fan of Pearl Jam. You had no luck being able to get tickets to see them in Seattle at Safeco Field. So as instantly when you went on the website, sold out? I, I was on, so they said 10 a.m. Pacific time. That's when they go on sale. So I was right there. I had my alarm clock set for 9.50. So I sat there looking at Ticketmaster for 10 minutes, right as it went on 10. You look confused for a second. Is she Irish? Yeah, she's, yeah. The, she's the last kicker. Yeah. Hot, man. Right. I was right. like, wait Red, a minute, wait hair, a minute. I'm sensing a bit of a Irish. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Hello, sorry, Becky. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Hello. I'm really glad you didn't do that. Press, press, <laughs> buy, buy, buy. No, no, no. And, and, and not for all sold out. 10. I was right there at 10. I was there for 10 minutes before 10. I still couldn't get And you're a member of the fan club. And, and I'm a member of the fan club. I didn't realize how big of a Pearl Jam fan you are. I'm, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much um, nearly all I listen to. Yeah, that's yeah. my number one. Yeah. yeah, they're absolutely amazing. And I feel like um, anytime I've seen them live um, uh, or, or Eddie just by himself, I always leave and I feel like I, I, need to, to, I need to be a better person. And then, okay, here's yeah. a question I have for you. Okay. Do you have a... So this whole moment, I'm like, what? Is this real life? What has <laughs> happened? Like, am I being interviewed by Becky Lynch? There's, there's a Jam. hot Irish girl that's... <laughs> Yeah, well, dude, you obviously knocked it out of the park. So. Oh, yeah. yeah she's just, you, could, you could hear that she's on a high Oh, right yeah, now. exactly. Distinct favorite Pearl Jam song. Yeah, it's uh, present tense. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And that's just... just it, always. It's just about not worrying about the past, not worrying about the future, worry about what's going on right now. Okay. Other songs are like, you know, uh, Nothing Man, yeah. um, Not For You, obviously Porch, Alive, those songs. But what about you? Well, so now, now here's the thing. Okay. I've always, I've always, I thought that I had a favorite Pearl Jam song. Changes. But then, but it changes mm-hmm. because it's so good and it's like different times of your life. Yep. So, so um, right now, Infallible is just, oh, I just, yes. right now it's my favorite. I, I just always, and Parachutes as well. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, 
uh, it just it changes for the longest time it was black and then it was state of love and trust oh, um, breathe yeah oh breathe oh. <laughs> what about WMA oh. animals oh. I mean, we could go on and on yeah <laughs> yeah 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 rats was yeah oh my yeah. gosh yes so I, it's the ending of rats is so awesome and then oceans as well you're giving me goosebumps right know, now look at know, this it's so hard to pick a distinct favorite song because it changes it changes by the mood by the tone but there's something and I feel like you always listen and then you 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 get a different better take on life oh 100% agree yeah and then sometimes um you know f- from the lyrics of I am mine um I know I was born I know I'll die but the in between is mine and I always think of that you know what I mean when you're when you're I don't know when you're like in a rough spot or whatever you're trying to figure out what you do next and you're like well you know you know I know I was born I know that I'll die but in between is mine and I can do whatever the heck I want so what you're saying is you're a fan of Pearl Jam. Yes. I'm a, I'm a fan of Pearl Jam. <laughs> and then I always go, God, like, how do these work? Like, like this just poetry. How do they yeah. think of these these beautiful lyrics that just just hit you? Mm-hmm. Right in the, right, right there. How? I mean, you get to interview Oh, I, honestly, I've seen him over about 12 or 15 times. I can't remember the exact number at this point. But yeah. every time I've seen him, whether it be at the Gourds, at Key Arena, a small club called the Showbox in front of 800 people one time. Uh. Insane experience. So now the idea of them playing at Safeco Field is going to be incredible. Yes, I can't wait. Um, I saw them in. Um, uh, oh, why am I? Um, in Boston. What's the name of the? Fenway. In Fenway. Oh my gosh! Absolutely oh, amazing. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And then the energy from the crowd and just. Did you see the uh, documentary? The one about them playing Which it. One. Uh, the Let's Play Two. The Wrigley Field one. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I. Oh yeah. The Pearl Jam Twenty is like one of the greatest document. That whole live montage is insane. Yep. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Um, and I, I, there was, I, uh, so it was showing on a Tuesday, um, in most places in LA, which was, uh, I, I'm always on SmackDown, so I couldn't go see it. But then I found that there was a place in um, a small little independent theater in Long Beach, so I drove down like through rush hour traffic about two hours, and I got to see it. I think there was only like me and two other people in the in the whole cinema. But yeah, it was amazing. So what are you saying again is you're a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of wrestling. I'm a huge fan of Pearl Jam. So I feel like the two should combine together. And I have a pair of tickets for you for the show on Wednesday at Safeco Field. Uh, from us at KISW, thank you to you and the WWE for everything that you do for us for WrestleMania. And have a blast at the Pearl Jam show. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. This has made my life right now. Steve. I'm so excited. For the win. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. I can't. Awesome. I can't thank you enough. Oh, this, no. This is better than Christmas and birthdays for 31 <laughs> years rolled into one. This really. The reaction like to have right now tonight. makes all of it worth it. This, no, this is awesome. This is WrestleMania. That's right. This is WrestleMania. That's right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that would work out with her MMA fighter boyfriend or yeah. husband. Oh, <laughs> bum deal. And this bum might deal. make this question a little strange. Nah, oh, dude. What uh, does she smell like? Awesomeness. <laughs> All things incredible. <laughs> Best part of my wife sees that. She goes, why don't you take her to the Pearl Jam show on that Friday instead of me? You seemed like you'd have more fun with her. I'm like, well, don't tempt me, babe. Yeah. <laughs> well, she just wants, uh, well, we'll have to, I'll just, you know, spend the evening hanging out with her MMA fighter boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's know. like, what? Wait a minute. I might lose in both situations. <laughs> well, anyways, she was great. Uh, had video of it. It's up on KSW's Facebook page. I share it on the Steve Miggs Facebook page as well. It's on our YouTube page. And 
the majority of the people who commented on it were all like, that's awesome, Migs. That's so cool that you did that. That's so cool to hear her talk about Pearl Jam. I mean, you could hear it in her voice. Yeah. The woman is obsessed with Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, of course... Here comes Debbie Downer. Oh, no, 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 no. What happened? Well, full full disclosure, before I get to this, because I don't want anyone... The guy whose message I'm about to read, not only... okay. Oh, that's right. I forgot some idiot got on... Yeah. Yeah, The internet. So, what I do have to say, though, I thought it was cool about this guy, is that he was not too big of a man to admit that he was wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And so oh, as I read you this. You made out better than I did. <laughs> Bro, I was fully anticipating that this was going to get to the point where I'm going to have to like take a screenshot of the receipt of the tickets that I purchased to prove to him that this wasn't me screwing over a listener. So oh my here's what, God, man. So I post the video. I say, this is a pretty awesome moment where Steve Miggs gets to hook up Becky Lynch with a pair of tickets to Pearl Jam. She is a huge fan. All this stuff is written in the caption. Yeah. Well, like many people, they don't bother to watch the video or look into the whole story before you comment on it and you make an opinion just based on your first impression. Yep. So here's what he wrote. Cool. Give away expensive concert tickets to a celebrity who can totally afford tickets instead of giving them to someone who can't afford tickets and who would probably appreciate those tickets way more than her. Good looking out for your local listeners, KISW. God, man. So I'm sitting there mm-hmm. on a high of everything, and, and I that. see that. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I could go one of two ways. I could just be a, a dick back, or I'm just going to, hey, man, Like I, this is what I did. I go, I understand your sentiment, but these aren't tickets that we use for giveaways. We have been given a large amount of tickets to listeners. We have given away a large amount of tickets to listeners, and we'll continue to do so. These were my ticks that were purchased, but I'm not going to go on. I'm not going to be able to go that night as I'm out of town. So I gave them to her as a thank you to the WWE for all the kind things that they've done for me over the years. If you purchase tickets and you want to give them to someone, I wouldn't begrudge you for doing this. They are yours to do what you want with them. Thanks. Friggin' high road there, man. Tried. And I give him credit. He writes back, thank you for your explanation as a loyal listener of KSW since its inception. Seeing that post didn't sit well with me, but after hearing the details, I can appreciate the situation. Thank you for clarifying. I'm like, wow. That's great. Okay. Then I continue to read more comments. Oh, God. And I love, I love when people have your back, even though they don't need to have your back. But it <laughs> find, I find great entertainment in this because I took the high road, but... Sometimes the listeners in, in, in support of me did not. You can let other people take the low road for you. <laughs> so like Jesse, she writes, Joshua, did you watch the video and see what huge fan she is? Every day KISW is given some sort of tickets away for something at least twice a day on BJ and Migs alone. Sometimes the listeners that win aren't even excited or care about what they won. Can you appreciate seeing an actual fan getting something cool? I don't mean that in a rude or snippy way, but sometimes it's just cool to see someone get something that they're excited about and you can enjoy that moment no matter who they are. Next person, though. Damn, Josh, way to be a dick with the sarcasm. <laughs> Maybe learn to be nice on the internet before you go posting about something you have no clue about. <laughs> so then he writes back and he goes, and I give him credit. Like, okay, so two people kind of giving him a little bit more of an honest yeah. answer. And props <laughs> to Josh, I got to say. He goes, no, I didn't watch the video, hence my overreaction to the situation. Steve clarified with ample detail to change my opinion of the situation. And no, you didn't come across as rude or snippy at all. My reaction was mostly based on the refocused prices of concert tickets, which the average worker can afford with today's wages, not to mention ticket scalping. I'm glad Steve's personal tickets were given to someone who will truly appreciate and enjoy them instead of taking them for granted. Listen, listen to how Steve gets this full on from Sounds the guy. so nice Bro, and reasonable. The, the dude that, that full like, sentences. got me blasted on 
online a couple weeks ago, dude. I know. I, I never got even a fraction of a hair of a beginning of an apology without a ton of you're a d bag attached to it. I'm reading all I this. I went berserk, man. Uh, my yeah, jaw. Keep going. Dude, I'm my, no, it's it's it. But my jaw's to the ground. I'm like. Am, did are we, we just? Yeah, did we just have a reasonable discourse yeah, on the internet? That's impossible. Did, did we talk like we that's were all face to face, like human beings, without getting all butthurt? And, My God, you got you went adult, right? So <laughs> I just wrote back. I'm like, group hug, y'all. I love all of you. Yeah, yeah. dude. Hell yeah, man. Like, yeah, and like, in all honesty, even though like I was annoyed by the comment, and there was someone else who wrote something like a celebrity giving those celebrity tickets to see a celebrity. I'm like, I'm not even replying to that guy. Yeah. I'm Meanwhile, that was Mike McCready. <laughs> just trolling you. Just trolling the f out of you. <laughs> Come on, dude. Like, if this guy wants to check and see my response to this guy, then he has he has my explanation. But yeah, I was like, that is cool. That because I do get his sentiment, and that was. I mean, I'm not going to go spell it out on the whole thing. Like, by the way, these are not tickets that were giveaways. But I can understand how someone's like, son of a bitch, I'm trying to win these tickets, and he's giving to someone who could probably afford them. But that was the whole thing. At no point did she ask for a freebie, or my buddy Joe did. He just said, "Is there any way you can get us the tickets? We'll pay for them." She just. Is being shut yeah, out, and you made an awesome gesture because, as it turns out, yeah. you have another obligation, bro. Right, you know. And now they're going in great hands, and she followed me on Twitter, so it's all a win. Ah, yeah, it's there we go. It was worth well, a couple hundred no dollars what, lost. No matter what, dude. Like all we of found them the reason aside, right there. you made her so <laughs> remarkably, genuinely happy. Yeah. Everything else aside, that's killer. It was a great that's moment killer, as, as a fan of wrestling yeah. to be able to have that moment with somebody like where it wasn't. I mean, it's, and also in my head, I'm like, she does, I, I see some of the stuff that she does for her fans. She's always giving back and doing awesome things. Yeah. It felt good to know that she got to experience having an awesome thing done to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's cool when people could be that are good people get good things done to them as well. And then I was telling her about London Bridge Studios. And I'm like, hey, I'm not in town that day, but if you're ever back, in, you know, obviously with wrestling, you're going to be back in Seattle. The next time you're in town, you know, let me know through Joe or whatever, and I'll I'll take you to the studio where they recorded their first record. Yeah. And you can see the piano that they did black on. And yeah. she was almost in tears. Like, oh! She's like, I'll yeah, fly right. in just for that. Oh, that's great. So, I mean, it, yeah. it just, it was cool. It was a really, really awesome moment. And she like even like posted a, a thank you on her Twitter page saying how much she appreciated it. And that's I'm cool. just, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm pumped to see what like kind of, pictures or whatever she's going to put up from from that Pearl Jam show because it's going to be I, I would imagine it's going to be a pretty awesome moment for her to see her favorite band in the city where they're from. Yeah, I'll That's do. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. I know there's a lot of hype about that show, dude. Yeah. You know? I told you Stone actually I ended up giving Stone an Uber ride. Did I tell all tell you that? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Just randomly? Yeah, or did no, he no. just like ring you up, yo, Glenn? Um, I need a ride. No, you guys are gonna, you guys get a kick out of this because after I dropped, what's his what's his dry, his rating as a as a, well, a passenger? I give everyone a five star, and I never look at ratings before I pick people up. But yeah, here, dude, I I clip the address off. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you gave him a one no minute joke. long. Nice. No, no, no. That was when we were right by his house. Oh, oh um, okay. Which is why I clipped that because gotcha. I don't want his I don't want his address anywhere near my phone. Actually, I'm a retard because his phone number's in my phone, but. <laughs> no, I, I got pinged, and I know where their I know where their rehearsal studios are, and and all that stuff. So you Ubered from his re rehearsal studio yeah, to. I got a ping, and I was driving down in that area, and I'm like, huh, I'm headed right for the you know the Pearl Jam warehouse, uh -huh. and then I got closer. I'm like, dude, I'm going to the Pearl Jam warehouse, huh? And I pulled up and parked, 
And out came Stone. I'm like, you're kidding. You know, it's like 11 o'clock on like a Sunday or whatever it was. Uh-huh. This was actually a while ago. I thought I told you guys. No, no. Yeah. This is all new stuff. Yeah. But he came out and popped in the car and, and, you know, just, hey, man. I'm like, hey, man. And we're just actually, we BSed for a while. I was still working on Travis's Bronco at the time. So, you, you know, he's like, what you been into? And I'm like, ah, dude, I'm helping a buddy with my car. And kind of filled in the blanks on that. And we were just BSing. I'm like, dude, you know, it's it's been many years, but. Back when George Webb's grandmother passed away, I guitar tech for you guys on those first that first Brad show down in Portland, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, I'm really close friends with Brad Elias, and then I kind of turned my head because it's, it's a weird thing with with passengers. You don't realize this, but there's never a face because I'm looking at the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I kind of turned my head. So he's sitting in the back seat. Yeah, he's, I always put him in the back so they have as much room as possible. Yeah. right? Unless there's multiple people. Do you put in. stuff in the passenger seat to kind of just let them not feel uncomfortable for not sitting? In the no. Back? Normally, what I do in my move is I reach back and pop the back door. So like as a courtesy, oh. but that is makes, makes the decision the, easier because I put the passenger side seat all the way forward, like it's against the glove box. So if you're back there, man, you, you got leg you're, room. You're, yeah, you're flying first class, kind nice, of, nice. or even emergency exit so, class. Yeah, that's right, right, or at least bulkhead. <laughs> but uh, but no, no. And then I was like, you know, and and he was like, oh my god, and he's like, man, dude, thank you again for that. I'm like, oh, dude, it was my pleasure. And he's like, well, now there is a band. We got to jam. We got to get together and jam again. I'm like, yeah, I always love you know. I just ran into Sean, and we just had this great dialogue about nothing. Did you tell um, them that we used their music in my wedding? No, I, I didn't. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to go. Actually, we, t- we talked about his kids. We talked about you know Tony and I deciding not to have kids. He's like, oh, it's weird. I'm at the other end of the spectrum, and it was like a, a, uh-huh. a real loose. But he, you know, I was like, so you know, what's what do you? And he's like, oh, dude, you know, we're getting together for the first time. And I think it was Monday. He's like, we're getting together for the first time Monday. And he's like, you know, and some of these songs I haven't played in years, so I'm just I'm doing all my homework. I'm like, how'd it go? He's like, oh man. He's like, I think I'll do better than some of the other guys, but ah! you know, we're kind of laughing about that. And, and you know, we're we're laughing about that. I'm like, dude, you know, sometimes it's that muscle memory thing. He's like, yeah. As soon as you look at your hands, you're screwed. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You you know, just let the song come out of your hands and don't look down because the minute you look down, you'll start to guess. And then yeah. yeah. So we had a, a funny funny exchange about that. But he was like, yeah, man. I'm like, well, you guys got to be stoked. Those two big hometown shows coming up. And, Email, email, oh. and then uh, my computer's also excited. But yeah, he, he, he just got into the you know he's like yeah man God a lot of pressure and he was the, he, you know kind of explaining well now he knows that, that Becky Lynch is going to be yeah there. exactly yeah. exactly Last kicker but no it was interesting to me he was he, he seemed kind of stressed about, wow you know and I said oh dude and he said yeah hometown shows big shows man yeah and I just went dude oh. you guys ha- have fun do what you do your home if anything. It should be less pressure and stress, brother. Do your thing and just I never enjoy thought it. of it that way, though, because there's a lot of times where I feel like they don't play it in Seattle very much, but they'll do other dates yeah. elsewhere. I wonder if that has something to do with it, where there's almost yeah. like this way too overwhelming amount of pressure, yeah. A, to do well, and B, everybody and their brother probably wants a ticket. And oh, there's might, probably that. And oh, it's God. probably a yeah. lot easier just not to play in he Seattle. Just seemed, it's like having seems... a wedding in Hawaii, so you don't have to feel like you have to <laughs> yeah, invite everybody. Right, 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 yeah, right. destination but, you know, it's, And I just yeah. kind of let him know, like, dude, do what you do. You're in your hometown. If anything, those are the fans that, that are going to be the most forgiving and the most filled with love. Did you explain and, to him that the best way to get warmed up for a show in Seattle at Safeco Field is to let a band called Bruiser Brody open for <laughs> No. <laughs> I didn't go within a mile of anything like that. I got a CD for you to listen yeah. to, brah. But I, I just thought, you know, we, we, we just had a, we had a great dialogue, man, and I just tried to That's so awesome some insight on him like dude you know but it was interesting to me that he but it was good i mean you know it was maybe like a 20 minute ride um and we hadn't seen each other face to face since back when i guitar tech for him so that was kind of a oh, i didn't even know dude. you guitar tech for him oh yeah um I, I you know just six degrees of kevin bacon right but george webb who's a sweetheart of a guy 
um, is their equipment manager, mm-hmm. one of their equipment managers. And this, you know, dating it, this is back when Kelly Curtis Management Warehouse was in the alley behind Guitar Center, which is now Amazonville. Yep, yep. I remember but those days. I remember being in that practice space, going to visit the band. Yeah. Where that, they practice you know the right spot. by, like, that little duckies furniture, like, down that, it's, oh. right, it's right behind Guitar Center. Dude, yeah, yeah, you kick the rats and the bums out of the way, and then yeah. you load out <laughs> Pearl Jam's, you know, gear, but. Yeah, for, like, the first decade of their career, they were in that spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably, well. Maybe even more. Longer, yeah, yeah. man. Um but no, I, I was, you developed a friendship with George, loaned him some gear here and there, random stuff. Like he'd come in and be like, man, I need this and that. I'd be like, well, it doesn't exist, but as it turns out, a guy made me one. And <laughs> I loaned him some stuff that I think Stone used. What was the record where he ran a drum machine through his guitar? I forget the name of that song. Ooh, but he used my damn. loop pedal for that until they came up with another option. You know, So I, was, I had a, this relationship with George. You should and have been then, like, where are my residuals, bitch? <laughs> Where's my credit? Happy to help out nice people. I know, of course. But, uh, you know, George hit me up and, you know, unfortunately his grandmother had passed and Brad was doing a short run uh-huh. down the West Coast. And that's how that happened. He hit me up. He's like, So dude, George recommended you? And is, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And he was like, look, man, will you, and I said, dude, of course I will, man. I'm so sorry. You know, um, I think he's an East Coast guy. He's from Pennsylvania. So we talked about that. But, you know, I just, dude, I'm so sorry about your grandmother. I'd be happy to help. And, um, yeah, and then it was funny as hell. He's like, so here's Stone's number. And he's like, when you call him, his voicemail is going to say, hello, you've reached the phone of Tim Robbins. But <laughs> it is Stone's phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's some kind of inside joke as well. But, uh, yeah, I called him and, you know, just a hell of a... <laughs> so yeah, random. seriously, seriously. Like, yeah. Of all people. Yeah, I know, right? But a hell of a nice guy. I went down, sat on the rehearsals, yeah. got familiar with the guitars they were using, and, and um, went and did that first Portland show and then shot back that night and... Just so was nice, that in support nice of their first record or their second no, record? No, I think it was probably their second or nice. third, because that first Brad record came out. I think I might have still been on the East Coast. Oh, yeah, I was still in college when that You know, they had Sean, uh, or Thad, rather, that used to be in Mocktube was playing yep. guitar with them. Sean R- Smith. Reagan Hagar was um, on drums, yeah, or Reagan Hagar, yeah. or whatever it is. And yeah. man, it was, it was cr- I still have the spreadsheet from it, because um, they had like 20 guitars, and every single song was in a different tuning. Oh, my God. So for me as a guitar tech, you know, it wasn't like, man, this is going to be fun. It was like, okay, dude, you are all, you're- Get focused. You're at work, yeah. and you better be on point, you know? Did Stone throw his guitar to you? Like, you know, sometimes that's- Oh, no, 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 no. Man, if only there had been that much room. Um, they, had, <laughs> they had a theater booked, and then based on sales, they moved the entire show at the last minute to a club, so the club oh. was sold out, you know? But where they had to put the guitar station, there was a wall between me and the stage. I couldn't even see the artists. And then behind me were these doors to the exterior, and it was cold as hell. And these a-hole security guys kept taking girls in and out these back doors, and it would blast winter winds on all my guitars. Which is great for the strength. And I'm like, stop! Because it would just, boom, they're all out of tune. They all, they'd oh, all drift geez. about 10 cents yeah. sharp. And so now I'm on the fly trying to retune these guitars, and then I'd have to take them three at a time, because believe it or not, they were even changing basses for various tunings. And go around these stairs and hand them up guitars as guitars are being handed oh to me. Gosh! And I'm back and I'm working on the next batch of songs. And then those doors would open again. I'd be like, "You have got to stop coming through." Oh, sorry, man. You know, I just want to smoke a bowl. You, yeah, I know you want to smoke a bowl. But take your bowl and shove it in your eye socket. Because man, <laughs> that cold wind would hit all those guitars, and boom, they're all tune. instantly out of tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I remember most about that. Like, yeah, dude, was it cool teching for Stone? Sure, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Watching that, the, the, the behind the scenes story is Stone actually employed those guys to do that to make uh, it was like oh, a, a yeah. rite of passage, <laughs> you know. initiation. Let's see how this Glenn guy can handle but, it. Yeah, honestly, super nice people, air. and like Sean and I knew each other just from Guitar Center. So I show up. He's like, dude. And I'm like, hey, man, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, Glenn from Guitar Center. And 
kind of had a laugh. But anyway, that was neat. Um, and yeah, that was random as hell. I, I thought I'd told you guys that. No, I didn't know any of this stuff. Yeah, and the we, Uber ride, the, the teching for Brad, that's so dope. Yeah, yeah. I've, God, I've been all over the place, man. But yeah, it was it was a random. I called Brett the next day. I'm like, you're not going to believe who got in my car last night. And, uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, I didn't get into window pane or Brody or no, I uh, not within a mile. We no. talked about his daughters. We talked about Pearl Jam. We talked about trying to relearn 30 pieces of music in time for a rehearsal. Well, I always heard, and I think it was even tackled in the Pearl Jam 20 a little bit, but I remember hearing this way before this, I think from McCready or maybe from Jeff Amen when we interviewed them, and they were talking about how every time they get back together, Stone has to go to a uh, record store and rebuy all of the Pearl Jam records so that he can do the homework and relearn all the stuff. Songs. Huh? He doesn't own their records. And every time, by the time it comes where he has to do this again, he's, he's lost gone. those records. <laughs> so it's like this constant, whenever we have a big tour after a long hiatus, Stone is at the like Easy Street Records picking up the entire discography of Pearl Jam so he can listen to their stuff and, and relearn his parts. Yes. Yeah, dude. Well, I, so I, you know, he, I, mean, I guess hilarious. He, he'd been at it for like four or six hours, and I'm like, you know, how'd it go? And he kind of laughs, you know. It's uh, going. You know? So he was just down there by himself. He was working. down there by himself relearning guitar parts for all That's the songs so cool. potentially they'll tour with. And yeah, he was like, well, I'm going to do better. You know, I was like, oh, so you're in big trouble. He's like. No, I'll, I'll do better than some of the other guys. I want to know, know, you know, know who the other guy. Like, who's who's in worse shape than him? I don't know. I don't know. They had they had two rehearsals coming up there because yeah. I think that was a Saturday or Sunday, and it was a Monday Tuesday thing. That That'd be funny to find out, you know. But um, yeah, it was cool, Teddy man. Better. And that's why, that's why I, I, I grabbed my phone earlier. Um, you know, uh, Brett and I were texting last night, and I probably shouldn't play this, but so I'll only play a second of it. Is a new Pearl Jam song? No, no. Um, <laughs> Brett sent me a text. That just says, uh, this was last month, and this was um, Pearl Jam uh, featuring uh, Perry Farrell. Oh, I saw this. In Rio. And you can see the mixer, and he just sent me this. I'm only going to play a hair of it. I I saw the video of it. The video is out there on YouTube. It's Jeff on bass right there. Yep. This is at that Lollapalooza. Yep. Yeah. So I don't I don't want to play any more than that just because you know I, I no, shouldn't. I but yeah, I got when you were you know talking. You obviously you're such a big Pearl Jam fan. I was like, I got to share that with Steve, and I was like, I'll share that with the listeners. But dude, that's an, yeah, I, I got that text last night from Brett. Was like, dude, a little treat, and it was that. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, are you mixing a Jane's record? And he's or a Jane's live performance. He's yeah, like, no, right? man, this is Rio with Pearl Jam, Lollapalooza. I didn't even know Lollapalooza still happened. I said, my God, was that night like in Chicago? Yeah, in one weekend, usually just like one weekend a year at this point. Yeah. Damn. So, but Brett's been busy since Pearl Jam's out on the road. He is now, he's he's mixing all of those live performances. I did talk to him, though, and um, he said he'd love to be a part of the Brody Sessions uh, down at Lang's. Oh, in May. So, yep, he's down. And I hipped him that we had a, a, a killer engineer on board uh-huh. and everything. He's like, man, it sounds like a lot of fun. But I know he's busy. But I just said, here's the dates, and he said oh. he was down, so we'll have Brett. Uh, oh, yeah, know, we're going to finish up the, We're going to finish the next five songs to have a full record there, Rev. Yeah, right. that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, so that's right. very exciting. It's going to be in the middle of May. We had Robert Lang in studio mm-hmm. uh, for, for Seattle, Seattle, Seattle Day. And he yeah. was great. Just, I mean, the guy's just such a good old soul kind yeah. of vibe to him. And he brought it up at the end. He goes, and the big, the big thing is Bruce Brody coming back, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> nice, I was like, nice, nice. Thanks, man. Thanks for the props. Yeah, they get, he was actually when Travis and I bumped into him when we were tracking there, and of course we were all over social media. Yeah, and so he was like, "Thank you guys for everything you're doing." And Travis and I were like, "Uh, 
What? We would have done this. Regardless. Thank you, but yeah. yeah, it's just all the press and promo. I think they didn't. They make their banner the Brody logo while we were in session. Yeah, there. for a while on the Facebook, it was uh, the drum set with yeah. the Brody logo, which was pretty damn cool. It's so. one of those things for all you bands out there. Trust me, the more you hype the fact that you're in a studio and that studio specifically, the studio owners really appreciate all the free promotion. They really do, and they'll take care of you. They will take care of you. Yeah. But yeah, do that. Don't you know? There's lots of great shots of mics and guitars, but promote the hell out of the fact that. You you are at Blank Studios. Let people know. Yeah, because the owners will love you for that ass, man. On YouTube, I found it. It's Pearl Jam Lollapalooza Brazil, if you type in, and you'll be able to find uh, the performance, and it's about 43 minutes in. Ooh. Let's listen to a little bit of the uh, of them doing Mountain Song with Perry Farrell. Ah, that's what I just had on my phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now, now you're not, you can't get in trouble. We're playing it off of YouTube. <laughs> So weird seeing Perry on stage with Pearl Jam. So cool. Already hearing what Brett's gonna do mixing wise for it. Yeah, this is definitely like this is a TV mix. It's the same performance because I I remember hearing that feedback when you hear. uh, Oh, never mind. But you hear Perry's mic squeal. Um, oh, I'm sure he so loves. So it's got to be I'm the sure same show. I'm sure he loves working with that kind of. Uh, oh, he's told me some crazy stories. Like when he was mixing all that live sevenfold stuff, he would get stuff and he'd be like, "Um, guys, I only got one tom on this. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's part." And he's like, "Uh, yeah, fellas." Seriously. Oh, no. So I got the whole show, and there was, uh, I think the 18-inch floor tom came through. The rest of the kit is absent in what was sent to me. So what do you guys want to do about this? Like, he has to fix that kind of stuff all the time. I can't even imagine that. Like, I've done some podcast editing things where someone's, like, a little bit off mic. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, this is going to take a little bit. But this isn't, like, music. Right. Yeah. Where yeah. It, it is just on a next level. I w- I where people already have a, menta- a mental idea of how it should sound because yeah. they're a fan of the band, yeah. so they've already heard the song. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Brett's, you know, uh, Brett's the kind of guy, if he does something, he takes it as far as he can because that's his name. He yeah. want, and Plus, he loves music. He wants it to be killer. So. Absolutely. I know what he, like, actually, Rev, even, I don't know if you've even heard any of those stories, but with the Brody record, the ballad, Nothing You Need, there were, because we dealt with multiple engineers and stuff like that, there were, there were some cross-patching things that happened, but apparently yeah, I remember there were no symbols that. captured on the track, and the only symbols that were captured on the track were picked up by the kick drum mic because it was too far back from the front head, uh, and I believe the snare mic. So when Brett created his first mix, and it worked great for the song, the song actually sounded beautiful that way, 
but there were no no there was no real symbols audible on the song, but it worked. Yes, I text Brett. Like, hey, I didn't man. even catch it, but then yes, yeah, Steve's like, "Hey, yeah, man, Steve, the drummer is like, can, uh, well, of course, yeah, I didn't hey. catch it, but Steve's yeah. like, bro, uh, can I get some brass in that? And Brett's like, absolutely, I'll make it happen. Here's what I'm up against. Yeah, you know what I mean? and I knew that <laughs> he was up transparent yeah. on it, man. Oh, yeah. oh my god, oh, no, no, oh, no, no. I had a great conversation about it. And he told me like we talked on the phone. He's like, this is what I got to do. I'm like, if you could do anything great, if you need me, I could come to your place. And he made it work. Like oh, it's, wow. okay. it, he did a great job yeah. of. If you don't, if you're not the drummer and we're there for the recording sessions, you would have no idea. Yeah, like he somehow made magic out of nothing. Yep, yep. Damn. He's he's a talented, still my talented favorite. guy. It was um right before my eyes. The song that the chorus like there's like the the drums kind of like do a weird little rolly thing with the tom. Mm-hmm. And I first heard the mix. I'm like, I call him Brett. I'm like, hey man, is there any way you can uh, lower the that tom? And he's like, you're the first drummer I've ever dealt with that's asking me to lower. <laughs> Could you please lower your sound? Because I'm like so insecure about everything I do when it comes to drumming. So I'm just like, from past, past experiences, it's been bad. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, it stands out like a sore thumb. And he's like, he's like, look, man, I'll do it if you want me to, but it sounds great. And I'm like, okay. I'll trust you. <laughs> okay. And now I listen to it. I'm like, gosh, I'm so glad I listened. Yeah, I didn't to him. even know that went down. I thought it all sounded killer. Steve. I could find that part. There was just a thing just, that was bugging you. Huh? It was just because, like, you know, I'm hyper focused on oh, my sure. instrument, yeah, as you I probably do with yours. And it's like I'm hearing it one way, and he's hearing it the right way. <laughs> like I'm hearing. It. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Rev. Just, I just like the way he it. It's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. It's the self doubt sort of thing. You don't know, like. Because you're so close to it because you're the one who did it. Well, that's one of those things, too. That's why I like being in studio with Brett. Cause, yeah. Oh, and I've worked with him enough that basically if I'm usually pretty like, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I used to be like, ah, and I'd look at Brett. And if Brett's saying, I got it, I don't. I'm like, okay. No question. I got it. I don't yeah, right. question it, man. Dude, yeah. in our studio thing, I just looked at those guys like, does it sound good to you? Because I'll, I'll nitpick every. And, and, and you guys were all like, that's perfect. Dude, I'm yeah. like, I'm good then. You were one or two passes. Every song, you yeah. knocked it right out of the park, man. Damn. Here, yeah, I'll find the part. Where... You'll hear this. It's, it's just... I love this song. Me too. It's my favorite song of ours. There it comes. That boom. Yeah. That's killer. I know. Fun. You yeah. like that? That's great. No, I like the drum part. But I was like, it's too loud. Boom. Down. Boom. Ah, that's fun. Mm, I almost said it. You didn't I say that. I almost said it. It's <laughs> killer, Steve. <laughs> if you listen to a lot of your favorite rock records, and it's it's interesting when you see artists try and mix records for the first time, um, they make a lot of obvious mistakes. I know yeah. I did too. But if you really listen to how your favorite rock records are mixed, 90% of the time, the drums are actually sort of the loudest yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's a thing called lead snare that some guys like and some guys don't. I kind of like lead snare. To me, kick and snare should be as loud as the singer. It should be loud. And I also prefer the singer to be tucked back in the guitars a bit instead of what I call a pop mix, which is where the voice is way out front. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think you were just going, God, my drums are loud. But if you put on like 
STP core Absolutely. or Pearl Jam Versi, but yeah. actually, man, my drums are right where they're supposed to be, dude. <laughs> and I was glad I had that guy. <laughs> yeah, then man. when he gets back to me, he's like, I'll do it, but I'm recommending that you leave it the way it is. It's perfect it's the way great, it is. It's great, man. And I'm like, when the mixer for Pearl Jam tells me that this is the way it should be, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with it. Yeah. Oh, but Steve, yeah. your yeah. performance was great, man. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's funny. That's where those drums, they, that's yeah. where they belong, bro. I know, but I never know. knew you went through that. Oh, God, dude. I, yeah, nip, I nitpick every little part. That's why I was just like, if it was up, I'd be doing like a billion takes until I just couldn't do it anymore, and I just reluctantly like fine, it's fine. Now fine, I'm like, it's fine. if you guys think it sounds good and doesn't, you I don't hear anything great. glaring. You had, then I'm like, you played great. We're man. good, we're good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to going back. In oh, there, dude, I'm man. pretty damn pumped now that we've actually run through these songs more than twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of the new songs yeah. are really cool. So are you going to re-record all the stuff no. from the EP? Oh, okay, okay. No, no everything's going to stay. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't okay. think we need to do anything with those songs. I think they're perfect. The oh, way those they are. mixes are great. Um, so it's just a matter of just banging out nice. the next five, and then yeah, we'll give those to, to Ed uh, Ed Brooks, and then have the whole thing mastered as a whole. Yeah, and then the yeah, plan whole. the plan is to release it as whole. a record. <laughs> yeah, whole. Sorry, and then so I, yeah. I feel good about it on the whole. <laughs> so if you already have the EP, you already have half the record. But the cool thing so will what, be you get is another one. Now you'll have you the full thing with all the songs together the way it should be. This the the EP is more of like really a. Uh, just we wanted to have something to sell yeah. and and give to people at our first show. Well, and, and, and at this point, it's limited you know, edition. If you've got it, true, love it because it's going to become a collectible. Because yeah. uh, JT and I were talking inventory the other day because we're going to do a, a. He's getting into a big merch order. I just hooked him up with Scott over at Southpaw. Yeah, uh, Scott at Southpaw Screen Printing. We love you, bro. Shout out but, to Southpaw, um, man. They've hooked us, dude. Up. They've been so so good. He's Scott's been so good to us as far as you know, getting us quantities quickly and. Working with us on monies and just mm-hmm. man, much love for Scott at Southpaw. But um, JT, when he did an inventory, said we were only down to we had seventy five copies of the EP left. That's it. So yeah. when those seventy five are gone, they're gone. They're, they're gone. gone. We're not so, reprinting them. Yeah, they're collectibles for yeah. sure. If you're into this little moment in time and this thing that we we all pulled together yeah. together, then uh, definitely get your hands on one of those. Otherwise, our hope I would imagine would be by summertime to have the full length. That'd be cool. I would hope we'd have it in time for uh, for the Pain in the Grass show. We might. Mm-hmm. It'd be yeah. great if we did. I mean, no promises. The tricky just, thing cool. about Pain in the Grass um, is that, one, they won't let you sell your own merch. That's true. And two, they stick your merch, merch randomly at one of the various merch stations so people don't even know where to find your stuff. So find us. We'll all be wearing so, trench coats. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, when Windowpane yeah, did it, we had Kathy Cooper. She I went got out some records for you. She, yeah, you want to get records, kid? Come here, kid. <laughs> but uh, she went out and roved the crowd. Um, and we were able to, cause we did a huge merch order in anticipation for yeah. that audience. And then we arrived and oh. it was like two soft goods and one hard good. And we're like, you're <laughs> kidding. We have a full line of merch here. And they're like, yeah, t- uh, two, two soft goods. And you just no, no dice. F you. Yeah. You are the unwanted guest. Right. <laughs> you know We've what got I mean? 15 bands. And that's, that's not KISW. That, no. that is, that is yeah. basically staff at the venue. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the station. Everyone from the station, everyone on that side of things, even the production people, the production staff, the monitor engineer, everyone treated us like gold. Mm-hmm. The merch sales staff at White River Amphitheater was like, yeah. Here's how this is going to be. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so even if we do get a Brody album done in time for White River, you just look for Steve and I wearing trench coats out in the cargo right. shorts. Yeah. yeah. The pockets hey, are come packed. Out, come out to my trunk. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Exactly. If it looks like our legs look weird with our cargo shorts and these pockets stacked, <laughs> yeah, these huge rectangular pockets. Why do you crinkle crackle whenever you walk? I just tell them, don't worry about it. It's a knee brace, man. Steve, come here, man. 
What's coming out of your knees? That's just the brace. <laughs> Hyperextended it during our set. Hey, uh, you know what? Speaking of Brody, yes. um, I didn't hear from Tracy and Nicole, so I don't think tickets went on sale last night as Oh, planned. yes, the big, uh, big uh, fundraiser. But I will go ahead. Emails. <laughs> Breaking news. Turn um, that off again. That's the alert to let me know to turn this off. So, Sunday, uh, <laughs> Sunday, June 6th. That is happening. The big benefit show. June or May? seven. Oh, yeah, May 6th. Yeah, May 6th. So sorry. That's a typo, <laughs> which I've now sent to, well, everyone knows. I, Tracy and Nicole know. So Sunday, May 6th. Good God. I sent that to the venue. I sent it to Castle. Uh, wow. See, this is why I'm juggling way too many things. I'm yeah. dealing with window pane business going clear. I, yeah. So Sunday, May 6th, it's Studio 7. The Sunday. show Sunday, doors Sunday. are at 2 o'clock. The show starts at 3 uh, we've got Phil Kennedy and Friends, Casualty of God, What Thou Wilt, Superfecta, Bruiser Brody, Wide Only in the Wreckage, Window Pane, Almost Human, that's the full-on makeup kiss tribute, oh, and yes. the very Aussie tribute, and sitting in with the Aussie tribute is going to be Parker Lundgren from Queensryche, our bro Travis uh, Brott uh, from Bruiser Brody's Second Coming, me, a um, bunch of musicians are going to be uh, jamming with the Aussie tribute. So nice. that's nine bands. Yep. Nine bands. Music starts at 3 o'clock. The whole show will be over by about 9.30 or so because awesome. it's a Sunday. Someone's um, got to work in the uh, There will be a, uh, a drink shuttle because right now you cannot have alcohol at Studio 7. So we're literally running a shuttle up and down Horton to the Siren. The shuttle will run every 15 to 20 minutes. So you can go up there, get a couple beers and a shot awesome. and be brought right back to the show. The drink shuttle is free. Um, so yeah, tickets are going to be on sale real soon. That is nine bands. That is Sunday, May 6th. Um, close out your Mardi Gras, or what is that, Cinco de Mayo weekend. Cinco de Mayo. Um, and the siren's not that far away either. Dude, it's about 300 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, we could tell people, walk to the siren, but we're going to run shuttles. It's either going to be a party bus or a series of vans, and I'm, that's the last outstanding detail. Yeah. But we'll get that we locked some in. irons in the fire to try and make it happen. Yeah, but no matter what, there will be drink shuttles, so you know, and they're going to run about every 20 minutes. So you can go up, hang out, get a shot and a beer. 20 minutes later, they'll be dropping people off, hop back in the vehicles. Yep. And yeah, seriously, the siren is a whopping 300 yards away. Yeah, yeah. Super so close. that's a big deal for the club. They're in for the fight of their lives. We're trying to help them save it. They're being treated pretty unjustly by the liquor control board. Honestly, my hope is if things go well, they'll be able to turn around and sue for damages because they're taking tremendous financial losses. Oh, due sure. to the you suspension can't serve of the, alcohol at your shows, dude, and you're a place that relies on that. Yeah, that's they're, a huge I mean, chunk of attendance. Change. It's cool to support for the venue because the attendance has been insane. You know, despite no alcohol, people don't care. They're going to the, the shows and they're yeah. supporting the shows in the club. But we're trying to help them raise. They have a the amount of money they need for their legal fees is astronomical. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, May 6th, Sunday, May 6th, and I need to let Castle and Tracy and everyone else know that I sent them the wrong date. Uh, but you've got the right date, and tickets will be on soon. <laughs> that's what we're here for. We're here to correct. Yeah, thank we you, We come Steve. correct. I love Steve's like, I thought it was in May. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, oh, the man. only Sunday the 6th is in May. Oh, and I've got, hey. t- I've got Tony doing all the graphic layout for the uh, all the promotional materials, so I sent that to her, too. And oh, Dude, I mean, yeah. I might have a couple quick texts. I've just got too many irons and too many fires, <laughs> man. Because I've been dealing with uh, the oh, finer yeah. points on Windowpane's vinyl release party, which is going to be coming up in June. 
um, at the Crocodile, and uh, I'll, I'll get more into that later. But that's going to be an amazing show. Uh, it'll be Window Pane's first show back in Seattle. You guys just played Portland. Yeah, we just went and played Portland. Oh, it was killer. We had a blast. Yeah. A little place called the Analog Theater. It was like an upstairs room. Uh-huh. Um, cool place. Um, just great people, man. And then uh, we're going out and doing State Line Idaho and Lewiston, Idaho. We always have a great time at those venues. That's this coming weekend. And I hear there's a good uh, strip club by the State Line. It probably is. Um, yeah, this place is called Cruisers, and it's awesome, man. So, anyway. Is right. it owned by a man named Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got that. I didn't get that. Eddie and the Cruisers. Yeah. Have you not seen that movie? Oh, yeah. I just didn't make the Cruisers reference. Uh, I've it's, seen it's Eddie Lives featuring Dweezil Zappa. Oh, my Eddie gosh. Eddie the Cruisers 2. Eddie Lives. Yikes. I was so bummed when they On couldn't find Eddie. On the dog side. That's right. Oh, yeah. On the dog side. Jesus. Now I want to know if that's on. No, it went too far. Now we've gone too far, Glenn. Hey, man, Steve opened the can of worms. I know. I just uh, grabbed a wiggler and ate it. <laughs> Yikes. Hold on. Uh. <laughs> yeah, remember he's real mean to the keyboard player about something? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. If you this have is not Michael seen the Pere movie. from Streets of Fire featuring a young Diane oh, Lane. God, yeah, right. <laughs> wow. You know more than I do. And Willem Dafoe. Was William Dafoe Eddie? No, Michael Pere was Eddie. Okay. Willem Dafoe was the evil biker gang villain in uh, Streets of Fire, ah. featuring Diane Lane. I never knew where this song was from. Bro, Eddie and the Cruisers. They were ahead of their time, and then Eddie vanished. It's actually John Cafferty in the Beaver Brown Band. Excuse me? Why don't we call our band the Beaver Brown <laughs> I don't know. Cruiser Beaver. I think there was a Winona reference in there, and we didn't want to make it. Got a clap. Can we tell uh, Brett to mix our record to sound like this? <laughs> He'd probably be like, if you believe. Okay. <laughs> we want to go for that 80s movie soundtrack vibe. Yeah, the story behind the, this Eddie and the Cruisers film, if anyone even has ever seen it, um, basically they're, they're this way ahead of the... This is supposed to take place like in the 1950s. Okay. And they're way ahead of their time musically. They're really doing the rock and roll thing before rock and roll's really happening. The band blows up huge, and the singer kind of caves from all the pressure and vanishes, and they think he died in a car wreck, but... You know, uh, I don't want to, no spoilers, but... But there was a sequel. But the sequel's called Eddie, Eddie Lives. Lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's the spoiler. But yeah, basically, it's, the band blows up, and Michael Pere plays Eddie of Eddie and the Cruisers. And yeah, Tom Berenger's in the movie. When was the last time you saw Streets of Fire, man? Streets of Fire? That's that, That's another Michael Pere movie. That's I don't huge, know that one. man. Never you guys have never seen, seen Streets of Fire? Never. No. Oh, man. It's like a rock and roll. I think it even says a rock and roll fairy tale. Oh, my God. Streets of Fire, a rock and roll fairy tale. No, I'm just looking at the filmography of Michael Pere and uh, about, I would, at least three digits. He's been in a lot of stuff you've never heard of. (laughs) Yes. Yes. A lot. He wasn't a bad actor either, dude. Well, uh, you guys need to. He's been in more than a couple of bad movies. Well, that, that happens. Oh, it, yeah, I do. You think it bugs John Cafferty that his biggest songs when people just assume it was Eddie and the Cruisers? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, he's crying himself to sleep on his pillow made out of cash. That's a good point. <laughs> but you think people are like, man, you know, you sound a lot like that Eddie from Eddie and the Cruisers. 
That's because it's me. He's like, he's Shut on stage up. performing, and people are yelling, bring out Eddie. Yeah. I thought Eddie lived. <laughs> what are you, some crappy cover band? This is from Eddie Lives. Obviously not quite as good as the original Eddie. In the- no, honestly, it was just that one song. But no, everyone out there, seriously, like Diane Lane's like a whopping 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's this, it's, they, they say it's called Streets of Fire, a rock and roll fairy tale. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but if you watch it, you won't be like, I don't hate this. Oh, Willem Dafoe's in it. And I think Willem Dafoe's like, you know, 20. Uh, yeah. Michael Perret was in a movie called Ninja Cheerleaders. What? In 2008. In 2008? At least he was still working, man. A lot of video game movies. I think a lot of them directed by Uwe Boll, the guy who is basically found German tax loopholes in order to make movies. Oh, God. I need to figure out how to do that. Well, they closed those. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Those holes are closed. Yes, they are. Absolutely. Glenn, your opportunity is, is gone. Yeah. Why don't we do some voicemails, emails, and text messages? Yeah, mixed cast militia. I like that. Me too. Mixed You guys immediately made fun of me because I was like, yeah, dude, MMM. And you're like, what's that stand for? Mmm, <laughs> that doesn't work at all. <laughs> Big thanks to Ziggy and the Beaver Brown Band for uh, <laughs> coming up with Bring that out song. Eddie! Ziggy and the Cruisers. <laughs> yeah. Ziggy, and Ziggy the- lives. <laughs> Ziggy, you got your new project. <laughs> yeah, can you do it on the dark side? But like, I don't know. I don't on know. The oh, on the mix cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I would get such a boner if you do that. <laughs> okay, okay, then maybe we shouldn't. No, do it. Rev needs to see it. I don't need. Dude, no, you don't. It's an HR problem. <laughs> hey, check out our first voice, but you can leave us a message 253-271-4787 or email us themigscast at gmail.com. So it makes me really upset that my mom is dating my ex-boyfriend. What? She sounds hot. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> I just haven't got to say that in like three months, man. I just want to throw it out there. And her mom sounds naughty. What's her mom's been going hitting? on for almost What's two that? dating my ex-boyfriend. Is it hating or is hitting this? or dating? Dating. 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 Oh, Ruan, I'm going to okay. shut the F up and we're going to zero in on this. I'm really upset that my mom is dating my ex-boyfriend. It, this has been going on for almost two years. She knew from the very beginning that I think it's really uncomfortable for me. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Why? Just stop. Stop dating each other. It's not that hard. My mom's a cougar. I get that. Date someone else who's 18. There's plenty 18? of fish in the sea. Whoa. That's it. So the idea wait, of jumping wait, wait, in wait, for wait, a threesome is a, is a no go. Okay, right? okay, no. okay. Uh, the math. <laughs> I've seen too many movies. The math like this. is not adding up. So maybe they were eighteen when, when they started. Was, the, the daughter might have been sarcastic and mean, like yeah, date okay. someone else who's eighteen. Okay, you're maybe right, your you're boyfriend's right, right. twenty-seven. We're taking this way so. too much at the face. Well, yeah, you don't know that. that. I mean, you might be eighteen, which means they started doing it at sixteen, 16? which is legal. You're it's right. weird, yeah, but it's legal, yeah. So I'm just picturing this daughter like pointing at her JJ and being like, "Mom, how's it taste?" You know what I mean? Like, whoa, that escalated. Yeah. So actually, if you're listening, try that on your mother. Um, man, I don't even know what kind of advice to give to that situation. What do you do? I have no idea. I mean, that's. What if her mom's in love? I mean, and 
Who broke what up with who? Get, what if they get married? Did the guy leave her to date the mom? Sounds like that. It really oh. does. Or at least... If she dumped him and then he started dating the mom, it's like, hey. And you know what? That could actually be that. And it's just... I don't know if there's like a cis code sort of thing, but like with a broke code, it's kind of like if it's just I, I, awkward. It, it, I don't even know where to go. Yeah, you know, exactly. Code, I've been in that situation where I was like, hey, man, look, blah, blah, blah. Would you ask him, oh, bro's your dad? I'm going to start dating. And then it's been like, yeah, dude, absolutely. You know, you should. Wow, but it's and then dad. two months later, it's like, bro, this is messing with my head. And I'm like, no worries. And I've ended. And I've literally been through that where I sat down with respect and said, dude, this is starting to happen. And my buddy was like, dude, go for it. And then two months later, he was like, this is messed with my head. And I'm like, no sweat. And I actually called her and said, hey, you should call my boy. And then he got back together with her and then dumped her again like three months later. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> I can you imagine losing your man to your mom? Yeah, that's that's messed up. And then you leave us a message. I'd like for my mom to stop dating him. I would love to be able to give her some kind of advice, but I don't even the know only, what to tell her. The only thing I have even remotely close to that is my mom, my mom hit on my best friend. Ooh, Brogan? Yeah. What? Yeah. How'd that make you feel? Uh, I laughed about it. I thought it was hilarious <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, that's my mom. It was like- How did Brogan handle it? Uh, he was weirded out. She, uh, it was back uh, early internet days. I think we were like on instant messenger or something. And she's like, come buy me beer. And I was like, no. And Brogan, Brogan. Brogan was like, Brogan was like, ah, sure, I'll do it, whatever. And it was that, okay, yeah, inviting in sort of thing. Hey, you want to drink with me and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to go back and play some video games. Oh, man. Whoa. <laughs> what, what, would, what would you have done if you decided to hang? Well, I don't know. Just because I'm like, really? Like I mean, if, like it's if like I've got like mom vision on that. It's my mom. And that's what if you closed gross. escrow on that? Like, congrats. Really? I don't even really? like. Yeah, I don't that's know. Your mom. Like, yeah. yeah. Like the only thing he would have, you know, he was just like, I could have been your dad. And I'm like, well, first off, no. But then second <laughs> off, like, not even stepdad at that point. That wouldn't. You'd never get that. But yeah, it was really, really kind of strange. But he like he was just like, yeah, that wasn't happening. But he, immediately when he came back uh, to the house, he was like, you will not believe what just happened. Your mom tried to put the moves on me. <laughs> and then I was kind of like, yeah, I kind of believe it. It's that a bit happened. of an opposite Pass thing. But, you know, my my, my, <laughs> my brother, my partner in all things, and of you know what I mean, like windowpane. But Tony, Tony mm-hmm. Abreu of yeah. windowpane, his mom is a very attractive lady. Stifler's and I, I've had to listen to him talk about, yeah, man, you know, and he always, he, he has this great, hilarious thing he would do, like if it was one of, one of his buddies, would be like, dude, your mom, blah, 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 where he would basically like take his hands and press them firmly against his face and then shove his head through that to indicate that he was being born. Yeah. He'd be like, dude, and then he would just do that, <laughs> which every time he does it, I would crack up, you know, and he'd be like, that's my mom, you need to, you know, yeah. just shut wow. the F up, man, like, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, so. my, my boy Tone has been, well, you know, I, I don't know as much anymore, but I think as a younger man, he had to battle that a lot. Like, bro, it's my mom. Shut the F up. That's and I'm like, funny. Oh, Tone. And plus, she's a really, like, his, Tony's mom, Janine's, is really amazingly cool. You know, you get and why Tony's, very, very you get why Tony's so cool when you meet his mom, you know, like, she's amazing, right? So here's these two yeah, amazing people. Oh, Tony's the best, man. But yeah, uh, he had to battle that battle a lot, Rev, with the, uh, with the hot mom scenario. That's funny. Well, I remember there was so a funny. chick from like, you know, the, when we were younger kids, like, you know, elementary school, and she had the hot mom. And she was hot too, at least as kids. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But I remember like everyone was like, 
We all wanted to hang out with Marie because Marie was cute. Yeah, but we cool. also want to hang out with Marie because Jerry, her mom, was hot. Uh, uh. And it's weird because, you know, we reconnect on Facebook. You know, people find you from the, back in the old days. And I get a friend request. I'm like, oh, wow. So I wonder how she's turned out. And she looks just like her mom. I'm like, good for you. Yes. <laughs> like, you were probably, because she has kids and a husband. I'm like, I bet your kids' friends are all doing the same thing that we were doing. Oh, man. It That's- was, uh, you know, it wasn't window pane. I think we were calling it one man's fate at the time. We were still in high school, but we had a, a female drummer named Sarah Strauss who was gorgeous. And her sister Jenny was gorgeous. And, and their mother was gorgeous. I cannot remember her mom's name now, but her mom was a total smoke show. And was divorced. Jenny Sr. So it was the girls and the mom. Jenny and we're mom. teenage boys over there playing rock and roll. And I can't remember her name. But yeah, Mrs. Strauss was. I wish I had Jenny. Oh, mom. yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I definitely. Yeah. I had a thing for Mrs. Strauss big time, Spanko, man. Banko. Dude, so yeah. how funny is this? Like, we were just talking about Pearl Jam and had some great stuff about. I just get this email right now. Apparently, they have a whole new line of uh, merchandise. Uh-oh. And I'm struggling about dropping <laughs> 60 bucks, but it's pretty di- freaking cool because it's just different. But are you actually a fan? <laughs> but that's the point. Well, yeah, I should just let the real fans I still feel like this. a D-bag about that earlier. I, that's just a personal thing for me, man. You know what I mean? I feel retarded if I'm wearing something that I'm not into. <laughs> you know? Are you? Dude, these are all uh, soccer jerseys with Pearl Jam's logo for different countries. Okay, that's oh, kind of cool. cool. Like the, yeah, the, the, that's The Team cool. Mexico one looks like, like a lightning of their colors, which is really cool. But then they got all these other different colors, like Brazil. What do they cost? France. What, what does 60 one? Sixty bucks. That's that. not bad. It's actually reasonable. That's pretty good. I thought it was going to be double that. Honestly, I don't own a single soccer jersey. I'm not like a big. I mean, I had a Sounders one, but not like the kind with the collar. Like these are the fancy mm-hmm. ones with the collars. But I'm like, do I go Italy because I'm Italian? I don't see Team USA on here yet. Okay, I thought so, you were from Jersey. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn, <laughs> yo. We got Germany. We got France. We got Chile. Chile. We got England. Ireland. We got Netherlands. Maybe you gotta I'll go be careful, man, because you'll end up like in like a gang war. Yeah, a bunch of hooligans or what do they call? Well, them? yeah, hooligans. Yeah, hooligans. Yeah. yeah, just don't hooligans get an, will just thump you with a lead pipe. Don't get an Irish one and don't get an English one and. You'll generally, I don't, don't get a South American one. I can just Probably picture not a Mexican like, one. Dude, what after, after the they, they beat him and toss him in a dumpster, and then they realize the front's his pearl gym. They're like, "Oh no, mate." <laughs> We, we've bludgeoned this bloke. Yeah, they're not going to care that much. <laughs> I mean, I, they're not going to care that much. These guys are hardcore, man. Yeah, it's I ridiculous. will kill you over that. Maybe I'll go Netherlands. I mean, no one has issues with the Netherlands. Actually, I am fiercely, fiercely against Son the Netherlands. Of a bitch. <laughs> but it looks nice. But it looks nice. Ah. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, that was, like a weird, that was kind of a cough sneeze. I'm not yeah. sure what I just witnessed. And the back of that is the number 10. <laughs> that's kind that of, makes sense. That's kind of rad, dude. And it says Nederland. And then Pearl Jam, Seattle, Washington. Oh, these are so sick. I don't even like soccer jerseys, but I want one. <laughs> See, now you have the form, like, through all of your working out and all of your nice oh, exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You actually like have a pregnant woman. It's now I'm like more second trimester as opposed to third. Steve, Steve's wallet's trembling somewhere in this. Yeah, I don't even know where his wallet <laughs> is, but run away, run away. I'm sure it's quivering. <laughs> Mine often smokes when I see something that I think is cool. Dude, that's been the problem. I like that Mexican one, man. Maybe I'll just go Mexico. Get it, man. Do it. Do it. Do it. I'll do it right now. Buy it right now. Just throw your wallet at your phone and see what happens, man. (laughs) (laughs) Denied. Your wife will get mad at you. Maybe later. Steven, what's this? That'd be perfect to wear at the Pearl Jam show. Yeah, it would. 
Anyway, I'm really sorry that your mom's dating your boyfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> sorry. We don't I have I just advice. remembered that we were talking about that. Yeah, I don't even Might know I what recommend to say. buying a Pearl Jam jersey. <laughs> Great to hear from a female listener, Steel? though. Steal? Yes. Steal him back. Ooh. Oh, man. Just a spider. And you can't, like, go after your mom's ex, because then all of a sudden that's a different type of movie. You could have some yeah. serious fun, though, like, Mom, I gave him herpes. Like, you could have a lot of fun with that. Or just, Mom, I gave him herpes could be the title of this podcast. Or you could play the, <laughs> play the three-way chicken there and just dare and just be like, hey, how about mother-daughter and just see where they go with it. Yeah, but I don't think she wants to be involved sexually with her mother. But I know, I know but I think it would be enough to gross out her mother. Oh. And oh, that I would see, weird it I out. See. Steve actually wrote down, Mom, I gave him herpes on his notes. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> it's, it's a it's either going to be called runner. that or a Becky Lynch loves Pearl Jam. Might, might be better. <laughs> we might get more traction if we type in Becky Lynch loves Pearl Jam. I don't know, man. That other title seems to... Uh... Dude, you could really, really, really wreak some havoc. Just do Becky Lynch forward slash herpes. <laughs> <laughs> and then she unfollows me on Twitter. Yeah. What's that all about? Oh, it was the, you know, the two big got, items that we talked you about. You gotta listen. Out of context, Becky. It's out of context. <laughs> Enjoy the show and keep following me on Twitter. Please. Please. All right, she got another voicemail. <laughs> It's awesome. Sorry about everything I've done today, guys. This is awesome. God, what really gets on my nerves these days is the school buses. God oh, forbid yeah. little Johnny has to walk two houses down to catch the bus with his friend. The school buses stop at one house, then they go two houses down, stop at another, then they go one house down, stop at that they house. They do? I'm like, yeah. oh my God, put I've the school that. bus stop at the end of the road and make the kid walk a mile. Dude. That way they'll be too tired. We all to had to walk to the, the nearest stop. When right. they get to school, from walking to the school bus. That's what's wrong with the freaking kids today is we came <laughs> That's what's wrong with them. them. There's more than that, sir, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, I remember, dude, because I, I could see Brant Road, which was a block and a half over, and I would watch the bus go up the hill because I had to go up to the top of Brant Road. Yeah. There was a stop up there. and Because we're talking Western Maryland winters, man. There'd be like two and a half feet of snow with the windshield. It's like negative 16. So if I went and stood too long at the bus stop, I could die. With that, yeah. So, you know. Okay, yeah. I knew <laughs> I knew this is what this was going to be. <laughs> But yeah, I used to I used to time it and then run out to the bus so as not to freeze, and then yeah. you'd sit on right. your hands all the way to school because otherwise your hands would freeze. <laughs> you had to time it, and then if you missed it, you had to run. And yeah. these, these are Catch skills that, that stick with you for all of your life. They're teaching you stuff. The world does not come to your house, dude. Oh, I see that it's even now. like on my way home. I didn't sometimes. know they did that. Like they'll stop. It's not as bad as what he's dealing with. So I don't know where he lives. He, but, you know, he must be getting stuck behind it. Yeah, yeah, because I've been stuck behind it where it stops at the end block, and then the next. Next block, they stop again. Next block, they, and I'm like, you mean you can't go like three blocks? Are we that at this point now where we need everything to be block by block? I mean, the kids dude. will be abducted by then. Yeah, we you had to, to walk right to the front. nearest stop, man, and that was just the way that was. Ninjas and or gargoyles will come down and steal your children. Yeah, if damn they straight. Park right out in front of uh, the door, as they should. Let's get another voicemail. <laughs> Sorry, man. Hey, what's up? This is Stevie, the Pakistan. What's up, Brad? What's up? What's up, Brian? Um, Glenn, a couple weeks ago, you were sharing your story, how you met Nikki, and then somebody interrupted you at the Crocodile Show for the FMS benefit. That was me. So, like, Jim, I didn't mean to scare you off or anything, so. And I want to say hi to Ziggy, wherever he is, so. 
And another thing, you offering you to So I listen to the Tom Petty into the Great Wide Open. Uh-huh. That's the one that bugs me. Like how, you know, how the first chorus, or first verse, you talk about how he gets found and all success happens. And the second chorus, the line goes, I don't hear a single, their A&R man says I don't hear the single. Like, isn't that supposed to happen before you release the record? Am I looking in that to it way too much, or is it me? So, um, and then make, you need to use your powers to get the last international to play Pain in the Grass I on agree. Saturday. <laughs> That's the day I'm going. Yes. That's just a wild thought. So, hi, I'm here. If Castle. you're listening, because the Amir will agree with me, they need to play on that Saturday so we get to see him again. I'm talking too much. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Oh, wait, wrong song. Yeah, that's not Tom Petty. The connection was poor, so I had a hard time making out. I couldn't understand some of the stuff he was saying. That's learning to fly. This is learning to fly. He was saying lyrically into the great wide open, it bothered him that... that, The um, A&R man doesn't hear a single. But they had already been signed, and then they they handed the record to the A&R guy, and the A&R guy said, I don't hear a single. That actually happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's sadly the way that works. They sign because you hear some sort of groundswell, and then you get one person sitting there being like... Yeah, I'm not sure if any of these are going to be big, and then you yeah. flounder. Well, or at least that's the way it used to be. Nowadays, it's let me see your numbers. Yeah, yeah. we got. Yeah, we hear lots of singles. Let me hear your numbers or see your numbers. And yeah. we're like, here's our numbers, and they said, right now you're too great of a financial risk. I've got a number. It's Welcome number to tw- 2018, Middlebird. I always love this, this video. Is a great too. song. Yeah. I waited till I finished high school. You went to Hollywood. Got it, I moved to Mount Savage, couldn't afford a tattoo. He met a girl out there with a tattoo too. A bunch of them. She was a whore. whore. Like her legs. Whoa. They put into a place they both could The whole band lived there, it was disgusting. Yeah, she did that works. Negative, I was a dishwasher. She had a guitar and she taught him some chords. That never happened. This guy <laughs> was the limit. I want to meet this girl. Uh, no, down the street was the limit. Into the ah. wide open. <laughs> I love this song. Tom Petty, man. I really right. wish I would have seen him live. I wish it would have just been like... Never saw him live either. Me neither. I didn't think... Right? You don't know when someone's going to leave this planet, but I didn't. I thought we had many years left of Tom Petty. Oh, uh, I also have no clue, so... Go ask me. I'm just likening myself to Eddie's journey. I want to see how much our journeys align. Think it's about Eddie and the Cruisers? Could be. <laughs> Michael Perry made several bad films. The paper said it always played from the heart. We got some good write-ups. He got an agent and a roadie named Bart. Can't afford a roadie, do have an agent. They made a record and it went in the <laughs> That's not happening. Was the limit. His leather jacket. Had chains that would Glenn? No leather jacket. <laughs> I could feel a tambourine thing going there. I've done that, I think. That, that part of the time. We need to see your metrics. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Yeah, imagine it now. Like, do you have a hundred thousand followers on YouTube? Yeah. Exactly. How's your Snapchat presence? If you can come up with thirty thousand dollars, we can meet you a quarter of the way. We'll give you a twenty-minute set. There's six songs you could play. You know what I mean, dude? Into twenty eighteen, the record industry is dead. <laughs> Into 2018, Glenn put a bullet in his own head <laughs> and got signed the next day. There you Whoa! go. Yeah, there you go. They dedicated proceeds to his corpse. <laughs> Into the great <laughs> it's a lovely story, Tom. That's one of those things, too, man. I watched that Tom Petty story, you know? And Is that it, documentary on Netflix? It, it was a wonderful documentary, though. Frustrating for a guy like me, because it just shows the times. Oh, yeah. He put together a great band, and then he drove out to Hollywood, and walked in, and hey, man, and he handed his record to some people, and was signed. Dude, if you try that now, they just tase you at the door. Yeah, Dude, sir. if you tried that in 87, they would tase you <laughs> at the door, drag you into the street, and beat you to a pulp. And he just, he basically, and then along the way, actually, I think they stopped at some studio, and that guy owned a label, and... There ended up being a bit of a bidding war. But yeah, they just walked in and said, hey, you know, I'm Tom Petty. I got this band, The Heartbreakers. Here's her stuff. Oh, we'll listen to it right away. What? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then, hey, you know, this is pretty good. Yeah, that just, that, <laughs> I don't even know if that was, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's completely laughable now. Yeah. That, no way. I watched that and was like, really? That's what it was like for you? Dude, my whole journey's been sim more similar to the movie Airhead starring Brendan Fraser. <laughs> you gotta take that orange tab out of the front of the cap gun. Yeah, yeah, that, that's <laughs> me, Tony, and Kristen are gonna come up here later with Uzis and hijack the station, you know, and get you to play my demo. Let's take another voicemail. Hey guys, what's up? This is, uh, this is Trevor. Hey, um, I was just on your guys' show a little while ago with the with the lovely Sydney. We brought in those. Donuts. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Well, uh, the drinking so podcast. Know, I didn't yep. Forget about you, um, and you guys being on my podcast. Shots and would, thoughts. It would mean the world to okay. me. But I am in the process of moving out with Sydney. We're finding a place up near Tacoma. Wow, they're moving nice. in. And oh, um, after it. we're done moving out within just the next, kidding. you know, three months, four months, I'd love to have all three of you on the cast or. Yeah. Or whoever wants to come on. and um, That's a lot closer than Squim. Thank great show, yes, guys. And, right? uh, Welcome to Tacoma, MFR. Yeah, Tacoma's a lot easier to pull off. Yeah, it is. Hopefully you're right by Foxes. We're, we're, we're renting a, uh, or Frisco Freeze. a room from this weird lady yeah. that yells a lot. And anyway, we're moving into her place. We're hey, yeah, there there might be, yeah. Yeah. Rev's like, no! No, hey, if you want to just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, move right in uh, where we're at. Yeah. Hang out there. All right, let's do one more. <laughs> So one thing that really, really bugs me is like when you're texting someone and then you ask them a question and then they give you an answer, then you have a follow-up question and you text them again and then they don't get back for like, you know, 10 hours. It's like, what do they do with their phone? Seriously, like it's, it's, it's so frustrating. And like, you know, we're having a conversation kind of, so you know you have to be there to text me back if I have a follow-up question, especially if we're talking about something, you know? Man, if oh. you send me a bunch of texts in a row, yeah. I just put the phone off to the side. Yeah, I do that too. And then well, I will just forget. And here's the thing. Like, for example, I I've been dealing with show stuff all morning. The minute we got in here, I had to set my phone down and put it aside. Other than when yep. I called up that little Pearl Airplane Jam text. Mode. Yeah. Um, so 
for the past however long we've been doing the show, hour and a half, I haven't been able to reply to a text. Also, now that I'm essentially a glorified cab driver, ba-ding, ba-ding, I cannot reply ba-ding. to texts while I'm driving. I can't right. even take calls because it interferes with my navigation. Mm-hmm. So you might text me at noon, and because I'm working, <laughs> I can't reply to that text for six or seven hours. Believe me, I'd like to reply right away, but I often can't. So that's my, I get it, but that's my response to that, man, is... A lot of times if people are working or dealing with whatever, they can't just reply to text. That's part of why I liked Facebook Messenger when it was essentially sort of an email service. Yeah. Now that it's Messenger, and I've been doing a lot better about being kept up on it, that said, I think I'm still four or five days behind, maybe even a week, because I can't reply to text, reply to emails, and then reply to this Messenger thing, too, because when you reply, other people reply. Mm -hmm. And I can't spin. I end up spinning 30 different conversations on three different mediums. No, I'm on uh, WhatsApp as well for the West Seattle Wrecking Crew. So, you know, who knows how many different conversations on four different mediums. And I have to work. I have to pay bills. I have to rehearse. It's... It's... Life, life happens, it's, and sometimes you can't get to a text It is challenging, message. man. Let alone Facebook Messenger. I mean, like it's it's challenging. I feel bad because I think this guy wanted us all to rally. Be like, I yeah, can't, brother. this is messed up. But I, dude, there are times where I just at, at some point I'm like, is this going to be a text exchange that's going to go on forever? And if so, I just ta- I just tap out, and I'll mm-hmm. get back to them eventually, or maybe I won't. Like sometimes I just get overwhelmed with texts, and that, I'm like, me you know too, what? Dude. I'm just done. I'm done responding. I'm done playing on my phone for the next, like, even though I might have just responded to you 30 seconds ago and you sent me a, a response right after that, I might look at that text and go, you know, unless it's something that you absolutely need an answer, I'm like, I'll just worry about this later. I, I've gotten to a point now where- i become such like a basic bitch with that kind of it, stuff. It shows, dude. <laughs> at a certain point, it shows, I will just throw my phone in my guitar case. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times at two in the morning- uh, I'll get my phone back out, and it's like, hey, what time are you on? Yep. What time should I get there? And I'm like... A picture of my wiener. I'm like, I just got this. <laughs> and then the worst ones are, 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 hey, what time do you guys go on? And it's 12 days later, and I'm on Messenger. <laughs> and so I just reply, just got this, LOL. No, you should give them the answer. We go on at 11. No. <laughs> there, there have been some times where it's been people are like, hey, are you at this thing? And then I'll see it like... That night or the next day, and it'll be like, well, I was there. Sorry. You're better than me. For me, it's like a month later. I'm like, I just got this. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes sometimes people want to just have dumb conversations. I feel bad. I don't want to put anyone on blast. But one guy once wrote me, gets what I did today. And I'm like, pooped your pants. So I wrote it back. I go, you bought groceries. And he responded, yeah, right how did goes, you know? And he writes, no, why would you think that? <laughs> I'm like, why would I think anything? Yeah, dude. I, mean, I was like, I don't know. It seemed like a good guess. You got a burrito. <laughs> don't ask me to guess if you don't want me to guess. That's it. I mean, I love guess that, I I love that fans reach no, out to me. Yeah. But I'll get, I'll get inundated with messengers, Facebook Messenger messages that are literally, what's up? Oh, oh. yeah. And I reply, not much. Life's good. And then they were, and I, I love that they're reaching out to me. Thank you for taking the time to reach out to me. Honestly, that's so cool. But it's there's it's challenging for yeah. me to spin all of these conversations. I mean, even right now, I'm dealing with logo issues for the poster I need to have done tonight that now has the wrong date on it. Nice, <laughs> you know, man. Maybe so the logo it, has the right date. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to get back and say, dude, life oh. is good. How have you been? And I, and I I I do try and keep up on that now, but I feel bad. See, I really do feel I've bad. I've gotten jaded by those because more often than not, and it's not always. So sometimes I'm wrong, and I have to just remind myself that I can't approach every situation like the past situations that I dealt with. But it's what's up? Not much. Doing real good. How about you? Doing great. Hey, by chance, do you have Tom Petty tickets? Oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, 
go after yourself. Like that's that's zero effort in reconnecting with me to get these. T- I'd rather you just come out and start the exchange with, hey, so by I, chance so you have no these right tickets, <laughs> so I don't have to waste my time having the pleasantries. And I, I hate small talk as it is. Right. So you're making me have small talk, and then you do me like that. You just need to go Glenn on them three days after the concert. Hit them up and be like, I just got this. <laughs> <laughs> be like, I had 15 pairs. Dude, Sorry, I just, man. I, I wish just I got saw this, this earlier. Sorry, Crap, I just got man. This, man. I threw those tickets away. See, the ones that I hate are the ones where it's uh, the avenue. I want the avenue to bitch about something. So it's, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing cool. How are you doing? And then 15 minutes later and 17 texts. Uh, uh, I know all life. about. Yeah, and I hear about these things about the family life. And I'm like, oh, I don't know you that well. I don't know if I really need to care about your plus I'm at work kids and <laughs> yeah or all of these other things or your your nephews or all your grandchildren or all of these different things that I'm like I barely know you man do you get the ones where the only time they reach out with you is to share some tragic news mm-hmm. yes like hey rev just wanted to touch base here's what's going on regarding you know yeah and I'm like the fact that I'm going to internally combust in the next 48 hours and it's like a lot of the times like I don't know what do I said like, that sucks man yeah, it's it's, like, it's long and detailed. It's like a yeah. small novel, and all you can do is reply and be like, "Damn, bro, sorry." Ellipsis, yeah. smiley face, heart. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Frowny face. <laughs> so, to answer your question, no, we don't think it's annoying. Sorry, <laughs> bro. It's fine. I'm sorry. Patience is a virtue. I know it's 2018 and everything's now, now, now. But patience is a virtue, brother. I'm sorry. Right. Just try and maybe understand there might be context behind why he's not replying to yeah, you. Yeah, that guy could be covered in human excrement fighting yeah. for his life. I was when hoping you, you were going to say text. covered in ants or something, but no, you went with the poo. <laughs> I went for stool. Yeah, you did. See, I think you can still reply if you're covered in excrement. I don't think that's a good example. I don't want to get that on my phone. It's going to touch my mouth later. It's called the GG. you got to think ahead, man. Are you eating your phone? Well, you know, sometimes you hold, you got to put it in your teeth to get oh, in your car. You, oh, you're one of those people that uses your phone to talk on it. I'm not that person. <laughs> you just do stuff with your thumbs. Dude, Legit, see, if yeah. you look at my phone, like my recents, uh, well, there was one yesterday, and it was a, a missed call, and, but... Saturday, like I maybe make one or two calls I take a day. I take oh, one, exactly like if I can do oh, then it was a, a great good, day. You know what? That's true. I think anymore, Tony and I usually talk because we, you know, we're always dealing with something. He and I usually talk almost every day. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's true, actually. These days in my life, I call my wife every single day for sure. I, yeah, I get two calls every, every day. day. One's from BJ in the morning because we go over work stuff. And then the other one is my wife when she's heading home. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You scroll, that's it. Tony and my, my wife, phone, you won't even find a single call to my wife <laughs> except for oh, there was yeah, one. She's a texter too, though. My wife hates talking on the phone. It's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. And she knows I hate talking on the phone, and she would say the exact same thing. Like when I'm not in town, like when I was in New Orleans, at least one of the nights, if I can, if I'm like, or even when I was at the classic, most of the time she was saying she was going to bed. We we're on a party bus, and it's loud, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey guys, gonna lower it. But like the other night, I was at a wrestling event, but it hadn't started. So she's like, I'm going to bed. So I called her real quick. I'm like, hey, good night. She's like, why are you calling? I'm like, I had a moment I could call. So good night. She's like, good night. And that was it. <laughs> like, like legit. I don't think we've talked longer than a minute on the phone in the last eight years. Whoa. Yeah. You don't need to. That's a you, good you relationship talk to Michelle, right there. Though, man? Like, oh, yeah, text. she calls and she... Uh, I usually call Tawny on my way home from wherever I am. We'll talk. She calls it talking me in. She'll, we'll sleep on the phone when I pull in the driveway. Yeah, that's basically... Oh, it, it's yeah. exactly what Michelle and I do She uh, when she's coming home because, I mean, I'm usually just chilling out at home uh, and it'll just be like, yeah, I'm just kind of running down what's going through the day and, you know, get her story out before we get into get to the house and then by the time she's there, we're finishing up dinner and then I can talk about my day and then, then we go on to watch TV. See, Steve, Rev and I 
like talking to our women's. Yeah, I I was just looking at my <laughs> records and I forgot that Travis called me when I was at the hockey classic when I was wasted. Oh no! I probably shouldn't play the. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, because well, I texted him the next day, and I'm like, hey, man, sorry I missed your call. What's the voicemail I was on like? another level, and he goes, oh, man, I forgot I even called you. Was you oh, hammered? Yeah. Do we dare just hear a sample? Well, I mean, I got the uh, I got the bleeps. All right, we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> check a sample of it. Remember, I'm at a hey, hockey Hey, This is Patrick Waugh. I hear you're trying to take my position behind front of the net. I think it's bullshit, man. Oh, I'm sorry, Rev. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows about a hockey tournament. He's a Canadian guy. He's calling you a hoser. He leaves me a minute-long voicemail as Patrick Waugh. <laughs> That's awesome. And I remember, That's so funny. And again, That's I'm great. so gone. And I'm like, the next day I'm listening, I'm in tears. I'm like, what the hell? Hey, hoser. Yeah, hey, you're trying to take my position. <laughs> Freaking Travis, I love that dude. Oh yeah, it's amazing. It's just like dude. I never hear from him, and it's a like a call at like I, mean, I hear from him like a couple of texts here and there, but it was like a call that was made. Let's see if I can find the info on it. One o five in the morning. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. He wasn't in any pain. Nope. Yeah. No. No. Neither was I. Having a good time. <laughs> All right. I think that's pretty much it. We've got a big show in uh, another week. Oh, yeah. Not this weekend, but next weekend on Saturday in Everett at Tony V's. Tony V's Garage. We should plan to rehearse. Oh, Jesus, yeah, you guys. <laughs> yeah. You guys we are about should. to put out an album. Well, hey, that's you how. You need to practice. Rehearse. I think the album title is Seat of Our Pants. Yeah. <laughs> which will it. blow people away because it's good. Yeah, it worked out the last time we barely practiced. All right, you're right. So, you know, right. we can't, we can't, don't don't break what's not broken. Or what's that? Tony V's is April 21st. April 21st. It's the day after I make my wrestling debut. At the show box. So when you're wearing a neck brace. Yeah, don't get right. hurt, man. Oh, thanks. I'll try not to. Well, no, I'm just saying you got to sell what happens yes. at the uh, show. So that's going to be April 20th. <laughs> so it's also going to be like, good luck me finding time to practice because I still got training to do. Oh, I can't wait for April 22nd. You got to glen you you yourself. I'm going, I'm going to make love to April 22nd. Like, <laughs> legit. Dude. Like, I'm going to like give it everything I've got. <laughs> I can't wait for April 22nd. Well, it's you just, made it weird. Yeah, well, mine. Uh, I don't think things slow down for me <coughs> ever until the mid middle to end of May. Well, that's the funny part. At I'm like this point after April, I'm all everything's good, and then I'm looking. I'm like, oh, I got this going on, and then coming up, and we've got that show now on the sixth. I've got. An, I'm going to be doing an interview with Mick Foley at Crypticon on the on the sixth as well. Tight before before oh, maybe that I'll show. See you there then. Nice. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got our show coming up. Then we got studio time coming up. You're right. Like yeah. It's crazy. I can't wait for June. <laughs> well, no, straight, I'm gonna make love like, to June. Putting it, putting, like I'm, I'm June talking too. to my wife last night, and uh, actually we, we had that conversation beforehand because I was able to spend last night with her because I was able to postpone loading all our equipment back in until Wednesday. But my my birthday is Sunday, mm-hmm. and I'll be on the road coming back from shows, and I like I, my birthday is just going to be like a handshake and a pat on the back. Yeah. Pick, pick yourself up some. Tony's trying to figure out. Cake. She's like, "When are we going to do? <laughs> do you want to do anything for your birthday?" And I'm like, "It would be awesome, yeah, because you know birthday." But uh, I don't see how it's going to work, and it's literally because I have so much going on that that's just not. Just do it on your half birthday. <laughs> it's not feasible, dude. Well, and then it's like you know, normally it's like, "Oh, we'll do something the following weekend." Well, no, I'm playing the Tony V's. <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know, man. Like seriously, straight up, my wife's kind of like, "Well." I do love you, and I'm like, I, yes, I believe you. Oh, your birthday's <laughs> on tax day. That sucks. April fifteenth, man. Yeah, yeah. I just, just realized birthday that. is uh, Matthew from my old band. 
Oh, yeah. I always yeah. remember that because it was always on tax day. Yep. Like before the days of Facebook where it tells you whose birthday is okay. when. It's like I, I, I'm so swamped out for like the next four to six weeks and on. And then honestly, the way June's shaping up, there's a potential that window pane will have some tour dates in June. Woo! We're hoping for that. Um, so, the, uh, you know, I don't know when it's ever going to stop, but I won't be celebrating my birthday this year that I'm aware of. Never stop, never stopping, That's man. That's right, man. If I just get to <laughs> hang out quietly with my wife for a day, um... Something's th- wrong? No, that... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> exactly, man. It's like, why, why am I doing... Can I, can I do this? Yeah, I feel guilty. Even last night, um, even though I arranged it so we could spend some time together, because I'm not going to get to see her again until after my birthday, um... I, I still had some business to do regarding the benefit show. So even when I got home from work, I'm like, I need about a half an hour. And I was putting together all this stuff. And then then I was mm-hmm. able to, and then you know, she's like, so do you have anything left to do tonight? I'm like, no. <laughs> and <laughs> like, you're like, wait, whoa. Am I missing? No, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, straight and up, like, What's man. this feel? The freedom? Yeah, Just man. Just what that feels like? Just to spend some time and have a <laughs> laugh or two with my bride, man. Yeah, take advantage of those when you can. That's why I don't get back to people on text right away. <laughs> Man, I, need my, I need my answer right now. I don't care if you're trying to have quality time with your wife. <laughs> we were just texting. Dude, the one that you guys ever get this because it makes it kind of does make me mad. It'll be like, Steve, can you make it by five o'clock? And then you don't reply. So uh-huh. about an hour later, I reply with just a question mark. That to me is like the middle finger of answers. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude. Answer my question is how that feels to me in text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I when I, when people do that to me, I'm like, you know, like sorry, man, I was putting out a fire and saving orphans. I didn't get to reply right away. That I was said, rescuing yes, baby. The ho ho is my favorite hostess. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> yeah, that question mark thing is like a, it's like an insulting way to say why are you ignoring me? Yeah, or the are you alive? What's that? No, like, oh, no, I'm I'm I don't ghost. think I've ever gotten that one. I've gotten those before where it's like, wow. Are you, are you alive? It's like, not to you anymore. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm calm texting you from the afterlife. Yeah, I'm what the Scottish call deed. I'm deed. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Verizon offers a dead package. <laughs> My rates are so low. Right. So great. Unlimited everything. It's awesome. So low. Hey, oh, just because just it just showed up in my email and I'm easily distracted as always. Uh-oh. Uh The Andre the Giant documentary is on tonight on HBO. Oh, yeah. Which I hear is incredible. It's even bigger than you imagined. Usually when they have a catchphrase like that, it's for a different type of a movie. Yeah. But, That's a Pornhub. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but apparently it's, it's an HBO documentary. It's going to probably be pretty damn fantastic, even if you're not a wrestling fan. Some trailers the on seventh it. largest wonder of the world or whatever he was. Eighth wonder of the world or I don't remember. Is it premiering tonight? Yeah. Okay, so for all of you who can't afford HBO, if you go to putlocker.us. <laughs> yes. Or, no, or just putlocker. Park. Yeah, putlocker. Just Google just, Footlocker. Yeah. Give it about 48 hours. It'll be available there. Or, Perfect. Or borrow your friend's and uh, HBO login. Make sure yeah. to run malware after you watch the film. Yeah, yeah. Because your computer's going to get speaking sick. Of, speaking of herpes. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, please uh, join us next week on the 21st over in Everett. And Tony V is playing with a bunch of great bands like uh, Why Only the Record, Superfecta. Nice. And the band that we always forget. Damn it. Oh, I wouldn't have called them that. No, I know they're not that. I just suck. I suck. That was I a bad suck. way to cover it. You could have said, and many, many more. And but more. There's, there's only one other band. They're going to be like, what were the and more? And, Who is and, it? And one more. We have this conversation every time. Dead Rebel Saints. Oh, Dead it. Rebel Saints is killer, and, man. And you said the exact same every thing time. the last time. You're like, oh, yeah, they're great. Oh, I haven't looked at I any know, of the promotional materials for the show. I haven't looked at any of the promotional materials for the show. I have seen that poster. Ah! Okay, so I've looked at promotional materials for the show. I have looked at promotional materials for the show. 
Dead Rebel Saints, Wyatt Only in the Records, Superfected, Bruiser Brody, Saturday, April 21st at Tony V's Garage. And then I'll keep on the lookout for that big benefit uh, fundraiser show over at Studio 7. That'll be happening on May 6th. Just keep that date free and we'll have more information probably on the next Mixcast. Until then, stay positive. Dead Rebel Saints. (laughs) (laughs) How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.